I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself. Under pressure, sacked by Quinton Williams. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one the Mims. That's Corey Davis climbing the ladder. To be able to go out and, and lead these guys, just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them, and then you get that chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us, it almost felt like kind of like a sign, like, Get like a second chance almost. Gets extra pushes, running left. Maybe a little extra life breathing the block. Touchdown Jets! Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I've got Greenbean to my this way and I have Mr. Matt O'Leary to my that way. Greenbean, how you doing tonight? I'm good, man. I just want to uh, I want to see uh, where this all goes. I think while we're live tonight, we're going to get some big news. What do you guys think? I think you're absolutely right. O'Leary, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. I'm ready to talk about who has leverage, why the Packers are going to get every single draft pick and every good player on the Jets roster. And uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> all right, boys and girls, if you are new to the stream, hit that like button for every 25 likes we get on this stream. We're going to give away, or we're going to get a qualifier for our T-shirt giveaway. Um, it says the jersey at the bottom. I should take that away. We are not giving away a jersey tonight, yeah. boys and girls. Sorry. We're already <laughs> three three qualifiers in. Just getting started. This is great. You guys are off I to love a good it. Start. Oh, I won. Oh, see, look, oh, O'Leary. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> yeah, we're going to end it right qualified. there. Qualified. Qualified. Oh. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Guys, make sure you hit that like button. Every 25 likes we get on this video, we're going to pick a t-shirt qualifier. If you're watching after the fact, drop a comment down below and be entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway. And if you guys are hopping into the live chat, we got a, a spicy poll question in there right now. Which word currently triggers you more? Is it Hitler or is it leverage? I feel like leverage <laughs> is the overwhelming favorite right now. All of us it have is. probably been beaten senseless with the term leverage based on the Packers-Jets negotiations. So I feel like that's a really good place to start. Uh, Greenbean, how are you feeling about the leverage in the negotiations for Aaron Rodgers? Who do you think has it, or how would you maybe describe it? Right to it. I want to just point out that Matt O'Leary won uh, uh, again. Uh, that's two times in a row he was qualified. Nightbots. Oh, double. Nightbots all over O'Leary today. Um, so yeah, uh, number one, I think, uh, you know, the idea is sauce Gardner one week, it's Jermaine Johnson this week, all these guys, you know, it's funny. I had a, um, a, let's call it a conversation with somebody, a Packers fan on Twitter. And he was going on this diatribe about how if the jets want the Packers to take Corey Davis, that's another draft pick because we're taking 10 million from there. I said, dude, you do realize, please just if you're going to argue these points, can you just get your shit together before you come over to Jets Twitter? Because Jets Twitter knows what it's talking about, and we can cut him. It's no benefit to us of you guys taking Corey Davis. Cut him tomorrow. It's free. You're not taking anything from us. So I think the, the biggest thing, other than the word leverage for me, has been the inundation with moronic 
fan, not just Packers. Packers fans are fine. It's the moronic presentation of these arguments, and somehow the press is biting on it. And then today we hear we're lowballing them. Low, what happened to Jermaine Johnson? What, is, is, what happened to a first in Jermaine Johnson? That's not it. Now, now we're lowballing them. Nobody knows mm-hmm. shit. And it's uh, it's just, again, the most tiring thing for me is just arguing with people who don't know what they're talking about. Ooh, Matt, how are you feeling about this whole leverage thing? Who has it and, and where does it sort of stand in these negotiations? Um, on like this is gonna be a really hot take, but how about neither team? I think both teams need mm. this to happen. So like, uh, I was talking to some. They were like, leverage is someone who needs, so who wants the deal to happen. The person who needs the deal to happen doesn't have leverage. I said so. Basically, both teams need it to happen. So neither team has leverage. Like. Obviously, the Jets need the quarterback. The Packers can't have him on the... Like, what are they going to do? Are they going to wait until training camp and have him show up and Jordan Love have to answer questions about why Aaron Rodgers is here? Like, it's so silly. Uh, yeah. Both it, it makes sense for both sides to get this thing done sooner rather than later. So for me, I think the leverage shifts throughout the year. I think right now the leverage is with the Jets. Because we don't need to trade for Aaron Rodgers before the draft. doesn't have to happen. You can sit back and you can say, we don't need him till the end of July. Why would I offer you a pick right now that you're being unreasonable about? You want that first round pick? I don't need to do this. We can wait. Let's wait till post June 1st. I think as you go, once you get closer to training camp, it swings into the Packers' favor then. Because now the Jets are panicking. It's like, okay, we got to get him in here. We need him... We don't want him to miss off-season programs because now all of a sudden you have this issue that you kind of had last year with the Packers where he, he wasn't synced up with his wide receivers, all that good stuff. And for me, you know, I it's, it's to the Packers' benefit to move him. It's to the Jets' benefit to trade for him because we don't want to pivot to Stafford. We don't want to pivot to Cousins. We don't want to necessarily pivot to Lamar or not all of us. Ooh, sorry. Um, so that makes a, a lot of sense. I do think post-June 1st makes a lot of sense for the Jets. Like, there's no reason for us to make a move prior to that because after June 1st, you're now talking about uh, the Packers having a little bit more salary cap space and that $60 million bonus that we've all been talking about, maybe Douglas is trying to get them to eat some of that bonus. So that way, when he finishes after two years with the New York Jets, we're not eating as much dead cap hit at that point because the Packers got to eat it right now. And with them trading him post-June 1st, they make more cap space for that bonus to accelerate and hit their cap immediately. So maybe Douglas says after June 1st, hey, I'll give you the 2024 first. No questions asked, but you eat $20 million of that $60 million bonus, and that's how you get the first round pick. And we'll do a conditional pick in 2025 based on how he plays this year. He doesn't even necessarily have to play in 2024 if that's, you know, the way you want to kind of spin it. I think that's kind of where I would go at this point, because if the Packers are saying, no, we need a first round pick. Oh, no, we need Jermaine Johnson. Then you're like, kick rocks. I don't I don't need this. The other thing they could do prior to the draft is something that the Falcons did where they had, um, you know, we were giving up John Abraham and you didn't they didn't want to give up a first round pick that they had the the really far up first round pick so they traded down back to the tail end of the first and then traded that pick to the New York Jets and we used that to select Nick Mangold so I could see a situation where the Jets don't you know pick at 13 and we trade down trade down trade down maybe we're back at like 28 30 something like that we're like okay Green Bay 
here's your first round pick this year. We've accumulated an extra second round pick, an extra uh, third round pick, and now we are totally fine with giving you a first round pick because we have those extra assets. Greenbean, any thoughts on anything that Matt and I have just kind of said over this this last little stretch here? Well, I think you nailed it. Um, you know, as far as, you know, like, do we want to pivot? No. Right? Of course not. We let Carr go. Um, you know, uh, Jimmy G's gone. Everybody that, like, was kind of arguable is gone. We don't want Stafford, right? He was injured. And, he, you know, he's, look, he's clearly declining. I mean, he had that last gasp, you know, that last kind of great moment. It's probably it for him, right? Most likely. While he so, would still be clearly better than than. Well, so real quick, Staff. Stafford, yeah. uh, his contract traded post June first is one point five million this year and thirty one million next year. So it's still a two year deal, less and there's no dead cap, no dead cap associated with either him or Cousins. Cousins would be one year thirty million. Stafford is two years one point five and then thirty one. So that's that's kind of where the money side of that is. Yeah, well, I mean, still, I mean, I'm looking at Stafford, uh, mm-hmm. you know, health wise. He's able to, yeah, right, health wise. Yeah, agreed. Uh, you know, look, you can, you know, and then like like you said, there's Cousins, there's um. You know, there's Lamar Jackson, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I look, the truth is we could just sit at 13 and take uh, if there's a quarterback that falls. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to do it. Are any of them optimal? No. But Mm -hmm. it just so happens that the guy that we're going for and the offensive coordinator that we have and the wide receiver we just grabbed all work together for years to very, very high-level success. And uh, if this is a situation to push, we can push it. We can. And Joe Douglas... You know he uh, he walks quietly, carries a big stick, right? And uh, and we know he he hasn't caved yet. Maybe he will. He hasn't done it. And um, you know the difference between aggressive and reckless. And uh, I just don't see right now. Like you said, it shifts throughout you know throughout the uh, the off season. But at the end of the day, who's going to cave? I mean, if Joe Douglas waits until September or whatever the hell it is, and they mm-hmm. got to eat the fucking it's all right. I wait till then. I mean, if he does, is it optimal? No, but he can. That's my point, in my opinion. Yeah, it's almost like the like hey, the Jets had shit quarterback play all last year. Rodgers on no training camp is going to be better than everything yeah. we got out of our quarterback the last three, four, five, anyway. ten years. Yeah. Like if we had to wait that long, like if you I mean, I think it shoots you in the foot as far as like maybe a Super Bowl mm-hmm. goes, but like, man, that would be a, <laughs> a ballsy fucking move. You get him for next to nothing at that point. Uh Matt, your thoughts. Yeah, I don't love waiting that long. I mean, I, and nor do I think it's going to have to go that long. Um, mm-hmm. I think you want something to happen by the draft. The, the thought of moving down and then trading that first round pick, I, I suppose that's that's on the table, but I, I don't know. I, I don't even think it's going to last that long. I don't think it'll, I don't, I'll say it like this. I don't think we'll be live for the NFL draft and also have to be worrying mm-hmm. about Aaron Rodgers trade. I think that'll be well wrapped up. Uh, in advance. Ooh, so you think it happens before the draft? Is that what you're getting at, Matt? Yeah, I think it could happen this week. Jerry Wingo was saying that um, it could go into uh, this week. I, I don't see it going uh, well into April. I think it happens soon. Ooh, Greenbean, when do you think a trade does happen? Right, I just told you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Look, for me, I'm thinking there's like if it's coming up to the draft, the if it's going to happen by the draft, the Jets are going to get a much better deal 
because the Packers are scrambling and they want the pick now. That's what that tells me. They have 10 draft picks this year, though. I don't I don't necessarily think they necessarily want the pick right now this year. I can see them saying, hey, look, let's let's get a first round pick, a five year controllable asset, as opposed to getting a four year controllable asset and selling lower in a year. We have a bunch of picks. Not to mention, if I'm the NFL and I'm Roger Goodell and they're like about to finish this trade, I'm telling them, you guys shut your mouth. Packers, Jets, Rodgers, don't say anything. We've got May, June, July, dead periods for the NFL right now. Let's draw this out till training camp. Jets, you'll get Rodgers by the start of your training camp. Don't worry. No harm, no foul. Packers, you're going to get whatever the trade value that was agreed upon is going to happen, unless a trade obviously gets agreed upon before the draft. And guess what, Jets? You're winding up on hard knocks, and we're having Roscoe Diner Part 2 with Aaron Rodgers and, like, the New York Jets brass, the Packers brass. That's what's going to happen. They're, they're going to be, like, all squirrely. That's my tinfoil hat-lined, you know, <laughs> airplane hat. I think it happens after the draft if the uh, Packers want to extract some value from it. If it happens before, it's the Jets getting the value. Yeah, there's That's an interesting... Well, I saw a comment in here uh, from Bonnie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, well, could, could Rodgers feel slighted by us for not willing to like if we if let's say it drags on for a month and Mm -hmm. could you know could rogers be like well do what you don't want to give up anything for me screw you guys i'm gonna retire can you did you 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 feel? did you see the rogers comment with john coon at all where he said it's not worth a first round pick he said that it rogers was talking to john coon and i'm pretty sure they had a discussion about it not like rogers does not think a first round pick is what's gonna what it's gonna take to get it done he thinks it's gonna be less than that Really? Because he's like, because I ain't playing next year anyway. <laughs> yeah, let, hold on. Let me see if I can find it real quick. It was, yeah, scary. I'm pretty sure it was John Kuhn. Yeah, uh, John Post, Pure Adrenaline Fantasy Sports in the chat says, uh, uh, the NFL would want this done before the schedule release. You think? Oh, no. I bet you're right. Now, yeah. that's May 23rd, right? Isn't that what it is? So we say that, but there, I think all money is going to be on this trade will eventually get done. I think they will schedule it knowing that or assuming the trade will get done because it just makes sense across every plateau. I don't think it has to get done by the schedule release for them to give us the primetime games and all the, you know, the hoopla that goes with it. Can you imagine? Then it's like, well, we gave eight primetime games to Zach. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. Terrible. Everybody's like the whole league's like, he's bad. He's bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's see where is i'm trying to find the exact quote but i saw it like tagged in something the other day um oh you know what maybe he wasn't talking with aaron Rod- i thought he was talking with aaron Rodgers. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to find it. Chat, if you yeah, see it, see let me. Yeah, chat, let me know if you see if you do know what I'm talking about there. John Kuhn was talking something about the Aaron Rodgers trade. Um, yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I just think if it, if it happens before the draft, the Jets get the benefit. If it happens after the draft, the Packers probably get the benefit. Um, Justin Thomas comes in with a super chat. He says, I'm so tired of Packers fans on Twitter. It's ridiculous what they think they can get for Rodgers. Can't wait to see their faces when they get two-thirds. I think it's going to cost more than that. I really do. We've been saying on this channel for a while, second-round pick and a conditional pick next year. Makes the most sense across all boards. What do you think, Matt? 
Uh, second rounder this year, conditional pick. Uh, next year, conditional pick moves based on how far they go, if he's on the roster next year, whatever it is that you decide you want to do. Um, I, I would be very surprised if 13's in the deal. What do you think, Greenbean? You think uh, two-thirds gets it done? Uh, yeah, I, you know, you know, you guys know I've, I've said 13 the entire time, right? Like I've never wavered until right now. I'm starting to think that too much has been made of it that Joe Douglas is going to now 13 is not on the table. Like you want to, we had an agreement. It was 13 or whatever. And now you want 13 and next year's first screw you. Now 13's off. You're going to take a third. Uh, I'm, this is the first time I'm starting to think 13 isn't going to be what it takes. So, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm starting to go the other way, oddly. Oh, dude, there's there's no way I would give up number 13, especially, like, knowing we can wait. Like, like now that Aaron Rodgers has already said he wants to come here, it's like, that's yeah. where the leverage is. Because what I don't know if you guys know what happens to the Packers if they decide to hold on to Aaron Rodgers, because that's another popular thing I've been hearing is like, oh, they, Packers don't have to trade Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, they don't have to. But if they don't trade Aaron Rodgers, they cannot have Jordan Love beyond these two years. They're going to end up in 2025 with a $100 million dead cap hit. That's the year that Aaron or that yeah. Jordan Love's big contract would have to start kicking in. So, like, are you going to take a $100 million dead cap hit to have Aaron Rodgers as QB2 just to spite the fucking Jets? Not happening, yes. dude. Right. Yes. Yeah, Matt's like, point. yes, absolutely. Any, any, anytime, you, <laughs> anytime you can, you got to do it. Big spike. Dude, so. I'm like... I, I was going at it with Packers fans. I, I'm a big fan of like the Packers fans that have joined the channel and like just kind of been following along. But like, there's some that are like, oh no, no, two first. Like, give it up. You look at the reactions you guys had. Like, this is why you got to give up the two first. My reaction is not why the Jets have to give up two first round picks. <laughs> like at Correct. all. Nor would I endorse that in any capacity. Now, you want to say it's a 2024 first where right now I wouldn't even offer a fully fledged first. That's totally fine. That's that's, you know, after June 1st and all that good stuff. But, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, NYJets 24 celebrates 18 months of membership, says I read today that Samini posted that Green Bay wants Jermaine Johnson in the deal for Rodgers. There's no way that Douglas makes that trade for Johnson, Samini starting rumors. Yeah, I think that came up from a Packers podcast or something like that. I think it's like Turn On Packers, I think, was where that was brought up. And I, there's no way I'm trading Jermaine Johnson. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. An edge rusher that's on a cheap rookie contract, and I don't want to give up a first-round pick anyway? Yeah, kick rocks, dude. Wait till after right. the draft. You can take whatever draft picks I want to give you after that. I'm not giving you any players. I would rather throw in more picks than give up a player that we traded back into the first round to get like that's just not happening matt what do you think about the jermaine johnson stuff no there's no shot he's gonna no come on we gotta get serious here no one from the draft class of last year is going in the deal for aaron Rodgers. It, it, we're just it's silly season we're getting into silly season right now green bean silly any more season. thoughts on the jermaine johnson stuff that you brought up yeah, I think I like the term silly season. I like that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's I agree, great. man. Like, you do, 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 do we not remember? It's not just a first-round pick on Jermaine Johnson. Number one, there's more picks since uh, you know associated with it. Uh, we, you know, the uh, I think we throw a fifth and we uh, swap of third, so more value that way. But Joe Douglas put in like two solid hours of work, calling mm -hmm. every friggin' GM in the league to try to get up there to get him. He finally gets him. He's going to give him the Green Bay. No, I don't see it. Yeah, it, 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 that one, as soon as I saw that, I just went, ha, close, <laughs> like close the app, not listening to that. Uh, Marty, 
drops him a super chat. Mar- Marty says, Aussie Jets uh, in the house. Good uh, good day, mofos. <laughs> Caught me off guard. Good day, mofos. Uh, we're going to be so screwed if Aaron Rodgers' deal falls through. What's your plan B, your thoughts? It's not going to fall through because I've heard so many Packers fans tell me, well, what if another team gets involved? Well, guess what? Any other team could get involved if they want to trade for a quarterback that doesn't want to be on their team. If Aaron Rodgers says, hey, I want to play for this other team too, work out a trade, I just don't want to be here. Yeah, now the Jets lose all leverage and now we have to offer whatever. But unless Rodgers says he wants to play for another team, no other team is going to come into this conversation. It's almost like the Lamar Jackson kind of conversation as well. Uh, Greenbean, your thoughts on, I was going to say, good day, mate, <laughs> on Marty's yeah, yeah, yeah. comment here. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, I think to some extent, like what he's saying, that they will be screwed if the deal falls through. I Look, you cannot uh, be as gung-ho happy about it on one hand and then be like, eh, if it doesn't, right? If they don't fit, it's mm-hmm. bullshit. You know, that you're playing with yourself uh, and you're lying to yourself. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I think he's right. It's a, it's definitely a, a huge negative, man. Um, you know, we're trying to do something. We're trying to pull together a season where we can capitalize on the uh, kind of the accelerated progress of a lot of the young guys that we brought in. Uh, to, you know, to while they're cheap, okay, at least uh, I was hoping to not have to pay a quarterback during this time. He sucks, at least right now. and mm-hmm. uh, But at least I have my wide receivers, my running backs, my linemen. They're all cheap today. So I got to do something now. That said, all we have to do is get average quarterback play, and we're, we're a playoff team. You know what I mean? Like, I, I believe mm-hmm. that, unless the bottom falls out, right? I mean, we saw mm-hmm. it last year, man. You know, we were our defense was holding teams to seven points or less all over the place. We were losing games by by a field goal, by six points, by seven points, up and down the season, man. Uh, so I think if we have average quarterback play, uh, we can do that. Now, the problem is even the average quarterbacks are are pretty much gone. So like, if we re- resort to a Wentz or something like that, mm-hmm. it's still going to be better, and we might be a winning team, but. I think optimally, dude, we're trying to get this done. But like Ryan said earlier, like the truth is we don't have to do it right now. We have plenty of time. Yeah, the, the whole part, like what's your plan B is like I, I keep hearing that question and I'm fine with answering that. But at the same time, like I'm so confident this is going to get done. I don't need to have a plan B. Like if I if I had to put money on it and I had $100, I'd put all $100 down that, that Rodgers will be the Jets quarterback week one. There's like not even a... I wouldn't even hedge the bet. It would just be, that's what I'm betting. Matt, your thoughts on plan B and, and the Jets possibly being screwed uh, if we miss Rodgers. What's the Packers' plan B? That, that'd be my answer. What's, what's yeah. their, there's, no one else, there's no one else willing to dance. <laughs> the, the Raiders signed Jimmy G. The uh, Titans already you know, said they are going running it back with Ryan Tannehill. Like, who is this mystery team? The Panthers straight up from the number one pick. It, it's over that's it it's it's the jets are retire and he wants to continue to play so figure it out yeah there's no part of me like and are they gonna allow aaron Rodgers in the facility god forbid he rolls his ankle or gets hurt they're on the hook for all that money so like training camp as much as it's a panic for us hey guess what aaron Rodgers, you want to host a wide receiver camp and you want to get with our guys at a non-team facility oh hey Packers guess what your quarterback is now training with our guys and you're on the hook if he gets hurt do you want that you better not you better trade him before that happens because guess what it's going to it's going to happen not the injury but the uh well, look, the working out yeah, well 
on that note though like what do you think about this like so we haven't seen any noise anywhere as far as quarterback other than Aaron Rodgers that's at a standstill are we not planning to bring in a vet backup like you know or are we just hoping hey he plays every yeah like so Zach doesn't have to be number two like is that what are we not doing that are we going to just put Zach at number two I I would yeah no I, I would unless you have like a I would go for someone like a CJ uh, Beathard or something like that. I know he's signed, but like someone uh, like a, a Brian Hoyer or something along those lines, that level quarterback. Yeah. Um, if you want to yeah. bring him in and, and you know, list him as like QB three or something like that, or I mean, you could list him as QB two, but I, I would be going into the season, whether we had gotten Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers, and I would be saying, hey, look, we're planning to play Rodgers or Carr the entire season. They've all like, Rodgers has missed barely any games in the last eight years, none in the last five. So, like, I trust him to stay healthy at the very least. I would feel confident not having to invest seven to $10 million in a backup quarterback knowing Rodgers is going to be there. Because if Rodgers winds up going down and is getting out, like, I don't know if that backup vet is enough to, like, get us past. Like, I I, I feel like we're going to rely on our running backs and, and everything so much anyway. Um how do you I feel like about Zach that, Matt? Oh, do you, like do you, the backup quarterback thing. Oh yeah, um, just uh, like kind of like what you were saying, like so, a, a very cheap bottom of the well kind of option. I don't think it's going to be anything super flashy. Um, not Joe Flacco though. It, it can't be. It can't be super yeah. uh, cool, Joe. He's got to retire right off into the sunset. But. Uh, yeah, I don't even like. I don't even have a name like jumping out, but just a. Cheap veteran backup. Brian drops in says draft day pick 13 comes up and the logo changes to green Bay. Are you more pumped if it's a done deal or bummed that we lost the 13 pick? Um, if green Bay, well, I, I look, cause I'm, I'm curious to see if the jump would be from 15 to 13 and the jets fall back to 15. Cause you will see that on the ticker. You'll be able to tell who's who. At that point, if I see the Jets drop down two picks, I'm going to be real excited because we still have a first round pick. And that probably means we have Aaron Rodgers. Um, Now, with the Jets on the 13 pick, I'm hoping we make the selection. I don't want to trade out of it. Uh, Matt, your thoughts. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped that if it got that far and 13 turns into the Packers logo, then yeah, absolutely. And it's like, okay, we know that it's done and that it is what it is. If you get to that point, again, I'm not going to be crying if I gave up pick 13. I just personally don't think that's what it's going to take, you know, it, it is what it is kind of a thing. Mm. Green Bay, what about you? How would you feel if uh, pick 13 changed from Jets to Green Bay while we were on the clock? Yeah, I mean, I think what Brian, hey, Brian, it's good to see you, buddy. Um, I think um, <laughs> uh, I think what he means, right, is like, you know, not that we swapped, right? So I was just saying if we get, uh, if if we go into this and we're, we don't, we don't have Aaron Rodgers pick 13 comes up, Green Bay comes up and we find out that's Aaron, that it's Aaron Rodgers. Of course, we're going to have done all this research and all this crazy shit and predictions and everything. And, and it's going to be a bummer on that level, but I would be relieved. I'd be fine. Justin Thomas Me. comes in with a super chat. Thank you, Justin. He says, it's good for us to trade him in 2024. We have nine picks. We gained two sixth rounders from the Rankins and Shepard losses, plus the fourth in the Martin trade. Also, whatever we get from losing Connor McGovern. So he's talking about the the New York Jets in 2024. Um, 
Yeah, I would I would like to get the 2024 picks. Honestly, I have no problem giving up a 2024 first because the picks that I'm trying to utilize for Rodgers, assuming he's going to be here for two years, it's going to be, hey, this year might not get a full, you know, productive season out of our rookies. I don't think we're going to plan on having the same kind of draft classes last year. But, you know, in 2024, if that's the final year of Rodgers, I'm less likely to have players that are going to be able to immediately contribute for a Super Bowl that final year of his contract. So I'm, I'm more so okay passing on those picks. Um, but yeah, and especially with the the compensation picks, if you wind up sitting and and letting players go and, and they're signing away, I think the only, I'm pretty sure the Rankins deal and the Lazard deals cancel each other out. So, that, so that'll, that won't matter. But if McGovern signs, that could be compensation picks. Greenbean, how do you feel about the compensation pick formula and maybe waiting till a 2024 draft pick. Yeah. The thing is with comp picks um, is that, you know, number one there, you know, people always say that all the time. Well, let it, let this guy go. We'll get to this. And I've, mm -hmm. I've made a, a career out of, <laughs> out of saying, you know, reminding people that's not the case, you know, like number one, you have to wait. Like you said, it's, so we're talking 2025 ish kind of a thing um, mm -hmm. or, or closest next year. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's you, you have to remember, like, you know, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. And, and there's a reason why uh, picks this year, like a second this year, is valued as a third next year. So if we're talking about a fourth mm. next year, that's a fifth mm. or whatever the hell it is. You know what I mean? Or, or third, whatever. So it's like you have to just remember that that kind of um, conversion rate and all that stuff. And you're getting into weird waters. Like it's always better to have things cut and dry and know mm. what the value is that you're either paying or, or, or receiving. Because look, even in trades, we've seen it with the Revis trade. We saw it with the John Vilma trade. We go, okay, we're trading them for a first and a third. That could be a fourth if this and this and this and this. And then guess what? This and this and this and this happens, and it's a fourth. Or same thing with Leo Williams. We traded Leo Williams for a third and a fourth. We got a third mm -hmm. and a fifth because they left him out there until the day came where it was a fifth, then they signed him that day. There's always mm -hmm. things that can happen. So you just, again, bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. So whatever you can get now, you take it. And comp picks and all that kind of jazz, uh, they're never guaranteed. And the NFL formula is not exactly in stone. So it could be a fourth, it could be a fifth, it could be a seventh, you know, and they just mm -hmm. go, no, it's a seventh. And you go, okay, okay. well, what are you going to do, argue the comp pick? No, they say they, they've awarded you a seventh. That's what you get. So that kind of stuff can be weird too. Matt, how are you feeling about like the compensation pick stuff and possibly going for a 2024 pick instead? Yeah, I mean, that that stuff's sometimes a little over my head with the math and what goes into mm -hmm. figuring out when you're getting the comp picks at what point. Um, I... I, I do kind of get where you guys are coming from or just the general thought that you'd rather give up the picks in 24 than this year uh, in 23 because you want as much ammo to go in with Rodgers as possible. And that's why, like, whenever I do a mock or I see a mock, I, I think you got to go for, like, these safe guys who can have immediate impacts and not necessarily the big swings who might be more developmental. But, um, yeah, I mean, if, you know, the 2024 20, conditional pick ends up becoming a first round pick then that's probably a good sign because that means the jets probably went pretty far in the playoffs so i'd sign up for that 
Good problem to have. Uh, boys and girls, I completely forgot, but I will be doing a members-only 10 o'clock mock at the end of this. It's going to start 10.30, so if you are a member of the channel, we're going to do an Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets mock draft. Uh, and we're going to, you know, go pick by pick. We'll, we'll determine, you know, what we're giving up for him, and then we'll figure out how we're going to draft uh, throughout the night. So if you want to do that, you can click the little blue join button down below, and you can get in on that action. Uh, Blitzcrew, actually, sorry, Blitzcrew, I have uh, one real quick I want to get to, Michael Gonzalez, and then I'll hop back up to Blitzcrews. Uh, Michael drops in and says, Matt, Ryan, and Greenbean, thank you, and God bless for being so awesome and hosting your podcast. Wow, Michael. Thank, Thank you. you so much. I didn't know that's what that was going to be, but thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Blitz crew hops in. What's up, Blitz crew? Uh, he says Packers fans are like someone trying to get sticker price on a used car that will only get a year or two out of service. Yeah, I, I think part of it is not looking embarrassed when you trade away a Hall of Fame quarterback because you saw what Russell Wilson got traded for. You saw what Deshaun Watson got traded for and the production of those two guys. And you're kind of sitting back thinking like, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a much better season than both those guys. And we're going to get what? <laughs> we're going to get a second round pick and a conditional pick next year? That's crazy. Uh, Looney Tunes, if you will. Uh, Matt, you think this is like trying to buy a used car? I just think that I think they're trying to save face, like kind of what you were saying, like they see some of these other deals, but they're not exactly comparable situations because of these guys ages and, you know, the contracts. People always bring up, well, you know, Denver was willing to give the sun, the moon and the stars. Well, guess what? He wasn't on this current contract and he was also a year younger. That was before the contract. So that makes a big mm -hmm. difference in this because whoever acquires him is going to have to pay him that money. I know it doesn't affect the cap space, but still. Sorry. <laughs> that, that was for Marty Thompson. I saw Dylan Grace come in here, but I didn't see the little thing come up. So, <laughs> Guys, drop some J-E-T-S in the chat for Marty and Dylan joining the channel, boys and girls. Oh, look at Sergeant CVO <laughs> spelling leverage with the uh, the emojis. I love it. Oh, my God. Uh, so good. So good. Um. All right. Sorry about that, Matt. I, I think I interrupted you with my J-E-T-S. <laughs> no, I don't know but, if you remember uh, where you were at. Uh, that was, I was pretty much done. I was just kind of – actually, I don't remember what I was saying. But, yeah, we'll, we'll say I was done. All right. Cool. <laughs> uh, Karthikeya comes in says, let's get Cam Newton. LOL. Just kidding. Yeah, he's throwing at uh, Auburn's Pro Day. I don't know who Auburn's quarterback is. Is that why Cam Newton's throwing, or is he trying to prove that he can still play in the NFL? Matt, do you know anything about the Pro Day stuff yeah, with he's, Cam? Yeah, he's, he's trying to play. He's saying okay. I'm better than uh, he's goes 32 I'm other. Yeah, yeah. Or I, yeah, I'm yeah. not the third. I, there's, I'm better than at least some of these 32 quarterbacks. I mean, I don't buy it, but good for Cam if he wants to try to prove it. I would say he skill wise, he's probably not wrong. He's probably a top 32 quarterback. The issue winds up being is the hope of some of these other guys are outweighing the cost factor for Cam Newton and what you could get out of him. I think that's where where he loses me. Um, Creamy, what do you think about the whole Cam Newton thing trying out at Auburn? Yeah, well, he's throwing to his little brother. I saw that's nice, right? So, oh, really? Is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, Cam, uh, I was look, I was saying Cam sucked two years ago. So, <laughs> and he did, yeah, but he was on the Patriots. Yeah, me too. I'd be remiss to say otherwise now. Now, is he better than what we've been seeing since uh, 2015? <laughs> yes. Mm. Uh, but still, I don't know. 
I mean, as a backup, sure. Like like Matt used the word, you know, cheap backup earlier. If that, mm. I think we should have a vet backup. I don't think Zach mm. should be number two. I just don't. I think mm. it's a it's it's a it's a foolhardy exercise in fate, tempting fate, mm -hmm. and I don't like it. Um, so I think if we I wind up going with the vet quarterback, I could see a two-year contract or even a three-year contract where he is that person's backup or at least spreading the cap hit out a little bit more. I don't know if we're going to like pay the price for like a legit backup this year because Zach's still like $10 million against the cap. Like, that's a lot of I money know. for, for a guy problem. we plan on not having play a snap. I know. It's a, it really is problematic. It is. It's a stick in the spokes. Randy comes in. Randy says, good day, guys. Shout out to my guy, Green Bean. So, Randy, Green Bean, say hi to, say, say, say hi to Randy. Randy Hamilton, he's the best. He's the best. He's a good guy. He is. We like. I've been saying like it all Randy. week, Randy. <laughs> I love it. Um, Sorry, God, I keep getting something in my eye. Andrew Yale hops in, says, thoughts about remaining free agents and uh, to fill needs center and defensive tackle. Um, so I think the popular picks for most people, center, Ben Jones, and defensive tackle, Kalias Campbell. Um, Matt, any other names that are kind of out there that you're sort of looking at? Those are two phenomenal ones. Um, another defensive tackle, maybe Matt Ioannidis. Uh, he's with the Panthers last year, I believe. Um, that is definitely someone that I'd like to keep an eye on. Ben, ben Jones just makes a ton of sense because of the, the downing relationship uh, that they had in uh, Tennessee. But Campbell's probably my favorite defensive tackle still on the market. But I have, if I had to give you another one, I'd go Ioannidis. Greenbean, what about you? Any free agents out there that you're kind of eyeballing? Um, was Ben Jones yeah, well, cut I, too? Yeah. Was that like a – Yep, yeah. yep, yep. So two guys so that would not count against the comp pick formula. That's right. I like – that's right. I was going to say that. Uh, but he's <laughs> one. I like Calais Campbell. I don't know if he got signed. I've, I've been out of the loop today, mm -hmm. and, and a day can be a year in free agency language. So oh, I don't yeah. know. Um, but it's funny, just so you know what I'm doing over here, I'm over here comparing uh, Brett Favre's stats to uh, – I'm trying to see where they were. Do you guys remember what we traded for Brett Favre? They could still be pissed about this, the, the Packers. That, that <laughs> the might fourth round what, pick? What, yeah. <laughs> we gave them a conditional fourth that ended up being a third because he played more than 50% of the snaps. That's it. So yeah. I'm sure we're looking at that, and they probably feel like, look, we know we got had by this exact same organization, so we're not doing it again. But the idea <laughs> that they're going to get two firsts when they had very, very similar careers, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just interesting. That's what I'm kind of bugging out on over here. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think we got to get a center. I'd love to get a defensive tackle. Depending on what we plan to do with Whitehead, I don't know. We let uh, the guy uh, from the Eagles, uh, Chauncey, um, yeah, yeah, Gardner. Yeah, Gardner yeah, Johnson. right. Yep, yep, yep. So we let him go, which either means uh, we didn't like him or we really like Whitehead going into his second year maybe. And I, I don't know. I mean, uh, Whitehead and Clark seem somewhat redundant to me. Um, but who knows? You know, who knows? But I'd, I'd like to see some of that. But I knew this year was mm -hmm. going to be a bit different as far as what we see in free agency. We have no money. And we're mm. locking up a fucking $500 million quarterback. So it's like, you know, it's tough. It's tough. But I still think we should try to get that center position fixed. The, the two offensive linemen that we brought in, make no mistake, guys. Mm. Somebody said to me, you know, he can, the, the, the center from the, he can, he's good enough to start. No, he, no, he's not. He, I mean, he, he might come in and play hard for you, but he's been the guy on the bottom end of the Raiders. I'm sorry, the Ravens since 2020. He's the guy when they need a roster spot, they cut. 
He's that last mm. guy on the roster guy. Now, I mean, they keep him, so there's that. But mm. um, he's been a practice squad guy for most of his career. He played a bunch of games. But uh, anyway, we need to. I'd like to see us get a center before the draft. Yeah, you mentioned uh, safety, and you know, not going after you know the the Eagles' safety. I, seeing what it wound up going for, I was like, oh man, he signed for like eight million, and if we cut Whitehead, that's seven point two five. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Yale. <laughs> I know. Maybe he didn't become a member here. of the channel. Well, what I'm what I'm saying is, for me, I get like the wow, we could have swapped Whitehead out for that, but my opinion is the Chuck Clark stuff, like bringing him in and not having a trigger date on Whitehead's money, that tells me the Jets are looking towards the draft. They're, they're playing yeah. money ball with the safety position, and if that rookie beats out Whitehead in camp, I think Whitehead winds up getting cut, and you have a really cheap tandem of safeties as opposed to paying an $8 million for, for Gardner uh, Johnson or whatever the heck his name is. The To me, I don't think the Jets want to spend money at safety. They got Whitehead last year. I don't know what his base salary was or what his you know, signing bonus was at the time, but it feels like they wanted to give themselves the option to get out of his deal this year. Matt, your thoughts on, uh, you know, the safety and, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, I was a little, not like mad, but I was a little like, uh, I would have probably preferred uh, Gardner Johnson at the money that he got than Whitehead. And mm -hmm. you just cut him Agreed. and free up seven two five and then what's the di it's a million difference something like that i, I would have said mm -hmm. you know what I, i'd rather do that but i i hear you you know it gives you some flex flexibility i think it was Greenbean who said it a little while ago though they are very redundant i i think both those guys are better at strong safety yes mm -hmm. clark could play free safety he's done a little bit of both but i think he's more of a strong safety they need another ball hawk um but yeah, maybe like I think Taylor Rapp is still available at this point. Or, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. Rodney McLeod from mm. he was with the Eagles forever and with the Colts last year, also. Interesting. Blitzcrew Hobson says, What about Cam Newton as a backup? No, I don't want Cam Newton, I don't want him at all. It would be He's such good. a weird. I've always it would, it would just him. be such a weird like play style after Aaron Rodgers. Like I want someone that mimics what Aaron Rodgers can ish kind of do, and I don't yeah. know if that's like, I don't know if you could find that style of quarterback as a free agent. That feels you know maybe a little far fetched. I don't know. Yeah. Do, would Cam Newton no, make Ryan. sense green being as a backup? Well, I, I not particularly. It, again, it would be better than what we had. I would feel better as him with him mm -hmm. as a number two. Uh, you know, not as a number one, no way. Um, but as a backup, yeah. You know, I would feel better than going in with Zach. But, you know, years ago, the clubs used to use the, like, third quarterback as an opportunity mm. to get, like, a different style. Like, the backup mm. quarbacks a lot of the time was, like, a Malik like Cunningham. Louisville. Right, you would have this just pocket passer, right? <laughs> Undrafted free agent. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you'd have this pocket pass, and then he goes hurt, and this running athletic kid comes in. It was, like, totally different. And then over mm. the years, you realize, like, just like you said, it's like, no, no, no. You mm. want somebody that can come in with the least alterations possible. It can be, fit mm. the exact same shoes. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. what you want. And, uh, go, you know, going from Rodgers to Cam Newton is not that. So I think it'd be a problem, too. Red John jumps in. 
celebrates one month of membership. Thank you, Fred John. Says the Jets might be lowballing. I think the Jets are offering a third and a conditional just to come down, uh, just to come back down and offer a second plus conditional Gojo. Yeah, that could be what's happening right now. Like maybe they're saying, hey, look, we're going to try and get him for a third plus the, the Favre deal, you know, next year as as far as conditions go. I think that's that's definitely lowballing the Packers. I think if you can end up at that spot where it's the second this year and a conditional next year, I think that's satisfies most people's, uh, you know, trade aspirations. It's not the first round pick that the Packers want, but Hey, sorry, you're not getting 13. That's just, it's not happening. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Um, Matt, you think the, the jets are currently lowballing the Packers? Uh, I don't know if low balling is the right word for it. I, I mean, Joe, Joe Douglas is very savvy when it comes to to trade. So I don't think he is offering them that first round pick right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe he'll have to budge a little bit, but I think he's, uh, I don't know, he's doing his negotiator Joe move right now. It, it might take him a little bit, but in a couple of days, I'm sure they'll have something ironed out. Marty drops him with another super chat. Thank you, Marty. He says it's a perfect scenario for Zach to be the student for two years under the best quarterback. If he doesn't prevail, then Zach will never play the NFL ever again. Your thoughts? Um, I would say he's the number two overall pick, and there's going to be a coach out there even after the Jets flub this up. If that's what ultimately ends up happening, someone's going to take a stab on him. There's going to be that Matt Rule that wants Sam Darnold or Kyle Shanahan that wants Sam Darnold. So they're always going to get a chance, you know, whether or not that's going to be the starting quarterback chance. I mean, heck, Baker Mayfield bounced from, you know, the Browns to the Panthers to the Rams to the I think, is he on the Bucks now? Is that where he ended up landing? So, yeah, yeah, he's bouncing around like crazy, which oddly enough, I think he wound up on the Bucks because the Jets traded up to number three that year, expecting to get him and were surprised when Baker wound up going one and Darnold fell. So I feel like there was a little bit of love between him and Bowles. <laughs> uh, yeah. Green, or I guess, Matt, what are your thoughts in terms of Zach sitting behind Rodgers for two years? Will he ever play yeah. in the NFL after that? I, I mean, it's definitely a long shot for Jack, uh, for Zach to turn this around. But like I've always said, if there was ever that unique opportunity where he could do it, it would be by sitting behind uh, a guy that he idolizes and a guy that is going to the Hall of Fame and Aaron Rodgers. Like if it was, well, you, you think you're going to sit behind Mike White? I don't know if mm-hmm. that necessarily has the same impact. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a guarantee that he's you know saved, but if there was ever mm-hmm. a chance, I would think maybe it's Rodgers. Edward Ziff celebrates 21 months of membership, says yeah. trade back from 13 and then get Green Bay, uh, give Green Bay some assets. I think it depends on who falls to 13 and where you have them ranked on your board. If you only have, you know, let's say Parrish uh, Johnson Jr. and Broderick Jones as the top two tackles because you think Skaronsky is going to be a guard at the next level, then yeah, see what she can get in a trade down. I, I don't think you should make a pick at 13 just because you feel like you need to make the pick. Or maybe there's a situation where like you're now on the clock, all the players you you know liked were gone. There is no trade back option. Now you call up the Packers and you say, hey, you want the first round pick? You're getting the first round pick and that's it? Or you know, we're going to take our next best option. You guys can wait till after the draft. And like, I think maybe that's a conversation you could have potentially. Um, I don't know. Green Bean, where do you fall on like the trading down side of things and giving Green Bay those assets? <clears throat> well, you know, like uh, you brought up the um, the John Abraham thing, which, by the way, was a really mm-hmm. interesting article put put out by Jet Nation uh, mm-hmm. this past week. 
you know, what, you know, we were the kind of the, um, we're the ones that I guess you could say we got the shit end of that stick, but it made mm. things work and it made it happen. So just on, on that level too, it can be interesting, right? Like, okay, well, if we traded down to 26, got a second, then at third, then is 26 willing to give up or do we give them the, those mm. extra picks? Yeah, because it's all additional. It's uh, clearly. Ah, uh, all, <laughs> Gene, welcome that? to the channel. Gene, Sorry. Gene Roland, baby. <laughs> um, so, you know, you, uh, you have to think, obviously 26 is less valuable than 13, and then you got the second and whatever the hell else you get. So it's all very, mm. very interesting. But let's just say that just in general, I'm a big fan of trading down from 13 and mm. getting that extra second and then landing in a spot. 24 where you're okay taking john michael schmitz who is my fave in this class love him i want him i want to come out of here and i wouldn't even be uh upset if they went john michael schmitz uh steve avila in the second who's got guard uh, center i would love it just fucking bring these big bodies in. but anyway i really think like trading back and getting those additional assets so you can kind of loosen you up to do a few things i'm a big fan of that and i'd like to see the jets do it um, particularly if like maybe their number one or, you know, top two tackles are off the board. Uh, mm. you know, Jalen Carter's looking like he's having a, he's having a tough week. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> you know, I loved him. I don't know what happened. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know, but anyway, yeah, I think the whole trading back thing is very interesting this year in particular for myriad reasons. Matt, how are you feeling about possibly trading back from 13 and then giving up some assets? Not necessarily the first. It doesn't It doesn't seem like Edward's necessarily talking specifically about the first, just giving up assets from that trade down. Yeah, that's that's fine. I'm I'm okay with that. Like so you're saying move move back and then give up whatever pick you get for moving back in the trade? Like the John Abraham Maybe. thing? It might, I mean, it, it might be like trading down from 13. Let's say you get pick 26. I don't know who's there, but let's say you get pick 26. You're either sending pick 26 to the Packers or you're maybe shifting more picks over to the Packers because you still don't want to give up a first, but something like that. You use the assets that you've acquired in that trade down in some capacity to facilitate the Rodgers trade. Yeah, I mean, sure. sure. At, at that point, absolutely. I don't think it's, uh, I, I don't think that would preclude me from like, making that move where it's like oh you need all these draft picks they've had a ton of picks over the last few years if there was ever a time where you could afford to move off some picks for an established player it's mm -hmm. now and if that's the way that you want to salvage it by moving back mm -hmm. and gaining more picks and then you still have to give up you know whatever it is for rogers then okay i'm, I'm good with that too duncan Drops in, celebrates a month of membership. Thank you, Duncan. He says, I like the idea of a 2025 conditional pick based on Rodgers' 2024 snap count. If he retires, or if he instead retires prior to 2024, then no pick. Yeah, I, I agree. I like that too. Um, as far as how you get to the 2024 picks, you're probably going to have to wait till after the draft at that point. I don't know if you're going to get away with doing a conditional 2025 pick. Um now and like like let's say it's a 2023 you know second round pick and a 2025 conditional pick i don't think that's going to fly i think it would have to be you know after the draft for those two years to specifically be be hit uh blitz crew drops in and he's got a compliment for matt he says matt had a solid free agent video drop Thank earlier you. today matt why don't you walk us through some of not all i don't want you to give any like big secrets away but maybe walk us through a little bit of it and then people can go over and watch that video 
Yeah, so what I was interested in, I kind of wanted to take a look at what free agents are left on the board and some that you could target. And the ones we've talked about tonight, like, for example, Ben Jones and Calais Campbell, both are are in there. But I take a look at about four four positions uh, where the Jets mm-hmm. could still look. And there, there's, stuff, there's stuff there. It's not, obviously, at this point, it's not going to be, you know, these major, you know, contracts, but there's some pretty solid depth still available so that was basically the concept i think we talked about seven guys nice nice yeah you guys gotta check out that video um i got a question for you guys this is this is maybe an interesting one outside i I say outside the box but i don't know if it necessarily is the bucks brought in leonard fournette after leonard fournette was cut by the jaguars Zeke Elliott was just cut. The, the The Cowboys are paying him a butt ton of money. If you can get him at the vet minimum contract because Dallas is paying him that money, how do you guys feel about Zeke maybe as running back three in the event that Brees Hall is not ready to start the season? Matt, I'll throw it to you first, then we'll go to Greenbean. I, I think he's pretty cooked, man. He has a mm-hmm. ton of miles. I know he's still relatively young. Like I think it what is he 28 now maybe? Yeah. I think he's still, he's definitely under 30, but I think he's got the Todd Gurley treatment. Gurley was pretty much done by 28 because of how much he was run early on in his career. I think it's unfortunately mm-hmm. the same thing for for Zeke. I loved him early on in his career. I thought he was fantastic. One of the best backs in the league, but I, I think it's over. Greenbean, how you feel about possibly being able to get Zeke for the vet minimum as running back 3 because he's getting paid by the Cowboys already? What Matt said, he doesn't like the idea. Yeah, no, I mean, I understand it. I feel like I would not sign Zeke at all uh, to like a normal free agent contract where it's like, oh, yeah, we'll give you $4 million a year. It's like, no, I don't want to pay him that much money. Like, we have value in the running back room right now. I'm specifically talking about vet minimum, like running back three, and that's it. But you're talking goal line. Like, this dude's going to be a bully for three yards. Right. Matt said it. I mean, he's clearly not the Zeke that was able to hold the Cowboys hostage for an entire summer. Um, mm-hmm. That's not who we're looking at. But, like, now, no, do we know, did he win the offset language battle? Like, is he getting paid from Dallas no matter what? Or I think if you get cut with guaranteed money, they have to pay you that. I, I'm they almost do. positive that's like a, like a thing. Yeah, if he's got guaranteed, yes, yes, if he's got guaranteed money. I'm just wondering... I guess it wouldn't matter. I guess what I was pondering wouldn't matter with guaranteed money. So fucking scratch that. Scratch Mm -hmm. everything I said. Uh, I would say just like you said, if he's willing, if he's like, hey, dude, I'm making this whatever million over here, I'm willing to come. I just want to play with with Bam Bam Bigelow. All right. You want to come play (laughs) with Bam Bam? I could see him going to the Eagles probably before he comes to us because he might want to stick it to Dallas and they're a Super Bowl caliber team. That's where (laughs) I would probably go if I were him. Uh, go the division rival route. Uh, Rich yeah. L drops in with a super chat. He says, should we be worried about Ben Jones concussions? Everyone's saying Dolphins need Tua to be healthy, but Jones had the same concussions last year. So yeah, it's a big, big issue. I think he failed his medicals. I think that's why he wound up getting cut. Um, thank you, Tigo, by the way. I did see that comment in there before. Um, look, Ben Jones for me is almost the same thing as... Jordan Whitehead is to safety for me. I feel the Jets are going to wind up drafting a center and they're going to use that guy, you know, at some capacity, whether it's this year or in the future. But I think Ben Jones is more so a placeholder. So teams don't jump us knowing we're going to get a center. Cause if you clearly have a gap at center, everyone's going to know you're telegraphing that pick. So I think that to me would be the move to make. Um, as far as 
who I think it's going to be. John Michael Schmitz, we met with him at the Senior Bowl. We met with him at the Combine. We got a top 30 visit for him. Like the Jets are meeting with him three times this offseason. We need a center. If you bring in Ben Jones, I 100% still think John Michael Schmitz is going to be the pick in the second round. And your thoughts. I agree 100%. And let me say this. Not only did the Jets meet with John Michael Schmitz, we met with John Michael Schmitz when we were down at the Senior Bowl. I met. And the guy's a delight to be around, mm-hmm. man. I genu- I mean, look, I liked all the most of the kids. There was only one kid who was like a really a douchebag. He was mean to Dom C. <laughs> I forget who it was. He was fucking mean, <laughs> Screw that dude. guy. I don't Give care if he's a first-round pick. That dude can yeah, go boy. get the bus. He, he really was. He was an asshole. Uh, but General John Michael Schmitz was delightful. Dom C. did a good job of like getting him to like lower his hair and like kind of you know shoot the breeze a little bit he's a good kid but i mean obviously above that he's an absolute stud he's the best in my opinion the best lineman in this class not just positionally um and i think just like you said if you were to sign ben jones uh he's that security he's older he's got concussion issues uh there's some concerns but he has the relationship with keith clark he's a good football player and if you know something happens him coming in for two games is a much better bet than Cast- uh, Cologne castillo you know what i mean coming off the practice squad i'm ready coach like you know it's better than that so i'm in i think sign ben jones draft schmitz and then avila in the second round do it. Let's go. Get the center Yeah, done. here, I saw someone in the chat. Where where did I see it? Um, Phil in the chat says, you don't think Schmitz is going to go in the first round. I think now that the Giants don't have a center, I think pick 25 is where you're slotting him in right now. Like, if you're going to trade down, you got to trade down, but be before the Giants. But I'm also cool with, like, four centers in the draft. It doesn't have to be him. Matt, your thoughts? It looks like you were pretty uh, animated right there. Yeah, Um. in, uh, I mean, we did... We could do another Matt O'Leary plug if you guys don't mind. But in the go so for this it. Week, if in yesterday's mock draft Monday, we so we traded 43 plus for Rogers, moved mm. from 13 to 18 for uh Kalijah Kansi, and then packaged the second round pick we got from moving back plus something else to move back into the first round to get JMS. So we're killing both sides of the trenches in the first round. But I, I am all about um john michael schmidt even in round one if you had to like yeah they traded up for avt if you have to trade up for john michael schmitz do it mm. yeah i feel like that five-year valuable contract on your perspective starting center is is really good i feel like when you start talking about like after john michael schmitz you're probably talking weipler uh stromberg you know jared patterson probably a lot later there's the kid from michigan that didn't necessarily have like a great senior bowl but he's he could be an option uh, lots of not not a bad year to to go after a center in the draft. I don't think. Uh, Greg C, aka gonna make you gonna make you a kit. Gonna make you a kit. Is that what that is? Is that his name? Gonna make gonna you a make kit. You gonna make you take it. Take it. I'm gonna make you. Ah, take gonna make it. you take it. Me. <laughs> I'm an idiot. People out there. <laughs> we need license plates. <laughs> we we need. <laughs> the chat. Oh, it's great. I love it. Um, he's going to make us take free, free cheeseburgers. That's what it is. I, I hope so. I yeah, don't need to. He's got a very, very interesting logo. It looks like bondage. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, this that, that's not oh, leading I me mean, to I'm... anything. You going to make me take it? That name has a whole different connotation now. Uh, oh, which true. wide receiver do you think will be the most improvement or will have the most improvement and most yardage with Rodgers at quarterback? Do you think Davis would be worth keeping? No, to me, Davis with his cap hit and his inability to stay on the field for me is is expendable. Um, I think the most improvement we'll see is Elijah Moore. I think that's a safe bet for me. Outside of that, you know, Denzel Mims, I'm excited about uh, with yeah. with Rodgers coming here and a new offensive scheme and things of that. I, I feel like with Hackett, I'm more excited for Mims, but with Rodgers, I'm more excited for Moore, if that makes sense. Matt, your thoughts? Mm, okay. Okay. Um, I do I'm out on keeping Davis, by the way. Just to, I'm going to work mm-hmm. backwards. I'm out on keeping yeah, Davis. Yeah. Have you cut him and free up the money? Uh, obviously, the ceiling, like Garrett's ceiling's the highest, but mm-hmm. I think we see Elijah Moore really utilized well in the slot. I hear what you're saying with Mims. I do think there's a chance mm-hmm. he rebounds, but I'm going to go more as most improved. Yeah, Greenman, where you feel on which wide receiver could be the most improved or have the most yards by adding Rodgers, and is Davis worth yeah. keeping? I agree. I am most excited about Denzel Mims because I just want, um, I just want him to get a fair shake. Like if he sucked, mm-hmm. like if he was like just fair shake and su- then it is what it is. We can move on. But I mm-hmm. don't believe that's been the case. I just don't. It's looked mm-hmm. weird from from my angle from the word go with Lafleur. Right? The word. I'm like, mm-hmm. why? What? I don't understand. So I, I'm, I'm excited about him getting his his fair shake. But I do believe that. Elijah Moore is going to be the one that shreds the defense's wheat, in my opinion. I think if that if we get that kid going, um, dude, we were all so excited about him. He was a first round grade by most metrics. Most, uh, you know, most draft analysts had him going in the first. I wasn't even looking at him anymore because I knew mm-hmm. we weren't going wide receiver in the first. And I just, I said, there's just he's not a guy we're going to end up getting. So I stopped like mm-hmm. looking at him. When we got him, I couldn't believe it. Not that I wanted to go wide receiver. It's a whole thing. But mm. uh, I, I think that he's got the potential to be a, a, a legitimate, like, high-level, deadly wide receiver. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to see that right away. He's open all day long. Just get mm. him the ball, and he's got that yak ability, man. Uh, so I think Elijah Moore is going to be the one that, we're, that we see the biggest um, kind of breakout, for lack of a better word. But I'm also excited about Denzel. I think we're going to be studly, man. Studly. Dude, what (laughs) gets me excited is I know Elijah Moore wants the contract that his two buddies, A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf, got. So he's licking his chops with Aaron Rodgers coming here. He's primed to have an explosive season these next two years. And I reserve the right to change my opinion based on, you know, how he performs and and what his contract demands are. But I feel like he's a prime candidate to allow to like walk after the Rogers situation is all done and get that big money somewhere else. And we invest our money, you know, probably in Garrett Wilson at that point. Um, but then you wind up getting like a monster. You, you'll get a third round compensation pick if, if Elijah Moore winds up balling out or he's a tradable commodity and you wind up going that route. That's cool too. I like the idea of him him balling out. Uh, Fly Guy 1 
Drop it in with a $10 super chat. Then we'll get to Ron, Chris, and Brian. Uh, Fly Guy comes in and says, Matt, Ryan, and Greenbean. What's up, dudes? Listen, I ju- I trust Joe Douglas. Maybe he convinces the Packers to send over 15 with Rodgers. I'm saying I believe it's happening. No worries. Um, I don't think we're going to get 15 plus Rodgers unless there's like a lot of maneuvering in there. Like they get 13 and it's really a trade down from 13 to 15 and a, you know, some other you know, goofy stuff. I, to me, I feel like the cleanest, easiest way to do it is just, Hey, look, here's our second, here's the conditional third. And if you really get it backed against the wall, maybe that's the trade plus the swap of 13 and 15. Cause dropping down two picks, I actually, you know what? I don't even want us to drop down two picks. Cause I think you may lose one of the tackles at that point. That's a trade I may not make until draft day. When I see who's on the board, uh, Matt, any shot, you see any swap of picks, like let's say 13 and 15 in some capacity, because I'm, I'm not going to entertain 15 plus Rodgers. That feels like we're not going to see that at all. No, I'm okay with the uh, the pick swap, and I would do that in, in advance even. Like I'm not going to say like, oh, let's wait and play the game. I, I, I'm not about that. I, I think there's still someone you could grab at, at 15. Maybe you do lose both Broderick Jones and you lose you know the rest of them, but... Mm. Um, well, I think the Packers are definitely taking a tackle. Like, at th- like I think that's why they want 13 is because Bakhtiari is like busting all his knees and like taking the tackle now to protect the quarterback might not be a bad decision. And I think the pack, I think the Patriots sitting at 14 might take one as well. And if you think the Jets are taking one at 13 plus the Titans at 10, like I don't think I think the Packers are trying to get to 13 because they know they're not getting a tackle. They should take a weapon for their young quarterback. They shouldn't take another offensive lineman. They're going to take a safety. Um, interesting. Michael Meyer. Interesting. I, ooh, tight it. end. I do like that. That would be a good idea. That would be interesting. I don't like the wide receivers, especially with the wide receivers the Packers have right now. Like, yes, they lost Lazard, but like, I don't know if that guy's there. Like, I don't trust the TCU receiver. I still can't oh, get my head around, you know, Jackson Smith and the Jigba. It's like, for whatever reason, I just can't find myself to like really buy into him. I think the speed bugs the heck out of me. Um, Greenbean, any thought of uh, swapping 13 and 15? I love that. Like, I I think that would be a real good way to kind of, you know, uh, you know, look, like we're offering you this, but let's do this too. You know what I mean? Like it, Mm -hmm. it, it increases value teams trade, you know, up two, three, four spots all the time. Um, You know, because there's value there. I think it would be a real good thing to add. I just feel like you look at the beginning of fly guys, maybe the middle of his comment here. He says in Joe, I trust Joe D. I trust Joe D too. You know, as much as like I vacillate because my own madness, right? I have my own crazy thoughts and all this shit, but Joe Douglas is cold. He's stern. He's cold. He's good at this. He's smart and he's patient. And I think that, like, at the end of the day, they might even be saying, okay, listen, and he might be going, no, I get, I said what I'm willing to give you. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I think um, it could be, it's going to be real interesting to find out what it is. I would be delighted to find out that's all it is. All right. We just decided to flip. Fucking wouldn't you oh, be happy wow. if all we did was move yeah. back? That'd be great. Well, didn't we decide that was like a, that was the value of a third round pick or, or something yeah, third, along those third, lines? Late yeah. Third, that, I thought it was that's interesting especially if you think like i think there's definitely going to be four quarterbacks going before the jets pick at 13 so you're talking about a top nine top 10 non 
quarterback player falling to you. And there's probably going to be a corner in there that you're not going to take anyway. So you're talking about a top eight player on your board, possibly. Like, I like that idea. That's a, that's a tough pick for me to want to swing uh, for something else. Uh, we're going to jump over to these $10 ship chats real quick. Then we'll drop down to the, the other ones there. Uh, Gene hops in and says, I've been a Wisconsin resident and a Packer fan for 60 plus years. The current lying, backstabbing Packers GM and president is now why I'm a Jets fan. How they've treated oh. Aaron is classless. Go Jets. I have seen that from a lot of Packers wow. fans. That's that's interesting that Gene says that. And uh, it's almost the same sort of mindset that I think a lot of Patriot fans had when, when Tom left New England to go to Tampa Bay. They were more maybe a, a Brady fan more so or maybe didn't like, I don't know, maybe his exit was not quite the same way as Rodgers. Um but I also understand Packers fans when they're like salty at Rodgers. They're like, dude, like you just held us hostage and like, what the heck? You got money from us and now you want to go elsewhere. And like, I can understand where Packers fans are on both sides of this. But Matt, do you feel like, you know, the Packers are doing Rodgers dirty right now? Or, or where do you kind of stand on on that sort of thing? Yeah. Yes, they want to move on and now are apparently holding him hostage. Like, figure it mm. out. Get him out. They Didn't they say we want to do... Uh, what's right by Rogers too? Like he he mm -hmm. wants to, he said on in front of five hundred thousand people that he wants to play for the Jets. Uh, get it done, figure it out, man. Green Bean, how you feeling? You think uh, the Packers GM and president is a backstabber, and you don't like how they treated a piece you know, Rogers? of shit? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, look and look how complimentary Rogers was toward the uh, toward the organization. Mm -hmm toward the different staffs. He said, look, like who brought me in? They're not even there, you know, but he's, he, he made sure to include everyone. And he was very, you know, loving toward the fan base. Like it could have been done beautifully. You know what I mean? It really mm -hmm. could have. And he was saying like, look, you know, everybody thinks I'm holding it up. I made my intentions known on Friday. So this was on mm -hmm. Wednesday. So was, we're talking, you know, what, four or five days uh, in between there where he said the Packers are just kind of being weird. And again, like uh, Matt just said, it's like pick a lane, dude. Are you ready to move on or are you mm. kind of uh, going to dance around and play games here? You know, um, I, look, now if the Jets are saying, hey, we're giving you a sixth, like I, I get that too. Yeah. You know, we don't know yeah. what the Jets are really offering. You know what I mean? So I, I think I'll reserve full judgment, but I'm leaning toward what Gene Rowland said here. Uh, mm. But I will say this, Gene. I find it different. I mean, look, you're 60. You've been, you know, look, you've had two consecutive Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You've had lots and lots of winning, some Super Bowls, all kinds of fun shit. So maybe that helped, but I don't understand. I couldn't leave no matter no. what. we. So I just want to say that. You know, look, we get a lot of that stuff over here. Like, you know, we get uh, any any quarterback we draft. We get BYU mm -hmm. fan. We get USC fans. Mm -hmm. Everybody comes. Uh, I hope you stay with us, Gene, and see how bad it really is out there um, because you have had quite a delightful Football life, football fandom. We, on the other hand, are bloody stumps emotionally. <laughs> oh. We've been through it. <laughs> Gene, so, I hey, want man, you to know. Oh, Gene, Gene, I want you to know. Misery loves company. You're more than welcome over here Hang in out. Jets land. We'd be happy to have you. We'll trade all the right. picks for you. We love it. Uh, yeah. I saw yeah, Matthew is increasing his membership. Thank you so Ooh. much, Matthew. I love it. He jumps into the first class tier. Matthew, I'll add your name to the end of the live streams. Uh, it's not going to happen at the end of this one, but you'll see it moving forward at the end of that. But uh, thank you 
all the same. Dom C dropped in with a $10 super chat as well. Uh, he says, Michigan center Olu Oluwatimi was uh, the D-bag in the Senior Bowl interview. Oh, screw that guy. I don't want him. I don't want that guy. Uh, I hope... Yeah, I hope when he gets drafted, he tri trips walking up the <laughs> stairs. Hit Aww. the like button, people. Tuesday night panel rocks. Dom C, we love you. Yeah, the screw best. that guy. I can't believe that was the one. That, what's funny is that was the one I heard had like like the least good workout <laughs> at the Senior Bowl. So to know he was an asshole too, um, I'm sorry you had to put up with that, Dom C. That's bullshit. Greenbean, any thoughts on Mr. Oh, Michigan Center? Yeah, dude, you got, you know what? I, I have the interview. I can, I think I might've put it, it might be on my page. Like I, uh, I uploaded a few of the <laughs> interviews. Dom even said yeah. like, why'd you pick that one? The guy was a jerk. I'm like, I don't know. It's just, I just grabbed it. I, my intention was to put all of them up. So I just grabbed one, but he's right. I should, that should have been last. It's been, everybody was so great. And I picked like the one D bag and then, uh, and put it up there. So yeah. Okay. Alua Timi. So right. Anybody, whenever we're doing your mocks, don't even pick him. Don't pick center Oluwatimi in your mocks. He was a jerk to our boy Dom C. So Greenbean, I think you need to have that video ready or send it to me for the draft stream because Dom C, I think you're, are you going to be hanging out with us back behind the scenes? I think you will. Uh, if not, hopefully you will. Oh, uh, it is but I think when you, channel. What was that? It is, I, it is on Greenbean's channel. See, there you go. What we can do is when that guy gets picked, we can show what, what kind of asshole he was to, to Dom C. And we get Dom C's feedback on the pick as well. Yeah. yeah, everybody was so great. Like, what a fun thing it is. Like, all they're all excited. They don't know who the hell you are. Like, uh, even, well, who was it? Mingo, the wide receiver, made mm. fun of my name. He's like, Green Bean. How huh? Green Bean? Really? <laughs> like, he made fun of me. Like, But there's a lot. of It's very loose. It's very fun. It's mm. very laid back. And then you got this asshole. It's like, yeah, what, well, whatever. Like, that's how he was. Oh, he's such a jerk. Poor Dom. Just no time for yeah. anyone. Screw him. Radovan hops in with $5. Super chat says, uh, Minnesota-based. You guys don't understand. We're negotiating with terrorists in Green Bay. Uh, they have no idea what they're doing and are willing to drag this out. I'm all about it. Let them drag it out. I have no problem waiting till after the draft using every pick I have at my disposal and then making a deal post-June 1st because I'm going to make the Packers eat some of that $60 million bonus, uh, or I think Joe Douglas will, and they'll be like, oh yeah, you want that first-round pick so bad? I'll give it to you, but that is the only way you're going to get it is if you pony up some of the money on that bonus and then we don't have as big of a dead cap hit on the back end. I like it, Radovan. What do you think, Matt? We're dealing with terrorists over there? Is that what's happening in Green Bay? Nah, I think they're trying, just trying to save face. I get it. I understand why they're they're trying to do it over there, but it's... Uh, mm -hmm. It is what it is. It, it'll get done. I'm not. I'm not worried. I know people are all you know up in arms about it. it it's going to be okay. The deal is going to get done. None of these teams can afford to back out of it. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't, uh, I don't fault Green Bay for wanting to get the moon and the stars for their Hall of Fame quarterback. Like that to me makes the most sense. If I had Aaron Rodgers on my team, I'd be like, yo, look at Russell Wilson. Look at you know Watson. I want. I want two firsts. Like. <laughs> That's what I want. The issue is the trade where you were going to get it was last year. Now that he's got the big contract, you're kind of up Shit's Creek. Like that's, it, you're in a rough spot. Um, I don't know. Green Bay, Green Bean, what do you think about uh, the negotiations with Green Bay? Are you like rubbed the wrong way by what they're asking for Jermaine Johnson and that sort of stuff? Or you kind of, you kind of get it. 
Well, I will say this. Uh, that little flub that you just had with GB, so calling it Green yeah. Bean. And, oh, dude, I, Green Bay and Green Bean? <laughs> killing me. Yep. It is <laughs> killing me. <laughs> I can't wait till this is over just on that alone. everybody. I don't know what the hell anybody's – I think everybody's like, why, why are you – you know, GB is so being I, an I, re I, I read it wrong. Radovan, there's terrorists inside Green Bean right Green now. Bean. That's what it is. I was totally oh, wrong. He had out. some bad food, right. and the chili's causing him some problems. That's uh -oh. right. <laughs> and that is more accurate. There are definitely terrorists living in here trying to kill me. These guys, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I think Matt Matt said it really well. You know, it's like you got to remember too. They're at the end of this, just like every other trade that Joe Douglas has been involved in, there are opinions and comments, and every single trade, people have said, "How in the world did he pull that off? How can Pete Carroll? I mean, how can?" Andy Reid, like whoever it is, he just gets the best out of anything. And, and it's like, they know that I'm sure that they agreed to something. And then re like, they kind of had a minute removed and they said, wait, whatever it is that we feel good about, we're getting screwed somehow, some way this guy's going to screw us. So they just kind of fortified their position. And I understand like, they don't want to fall into that same category. Again, it's happened every time Joe Douglas has made a trade, even with Gettleman and Leo. I mean, every time people went, really? Holy shit. How did he do that? And they don't want to be that. And I can understand that. I just think at some point, like Radovan is kind of insinuating, but you got to kind of let him go. You know, we got Brett Favre for a fourth. Different organization, same team, different group of people, of course, different staff. But it's like, you know, that's kind of what we're looking at here. You know, all right, you want a third? Okay, we'll give you a third. You know what I mean? Some Maybe a third and a conditional, whatever, next year. Okay, sure. But let's stop with the two firsts. Ron Weiss dropped in with Super Chat. He says, Rush, let's draft Tom Sawyer, baby. Love you guys. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's any lyrics involved <laughs> with that particular song. Uh, Matt, how you taking Ron's comment here? Yeah, isn't Tom Sawyer a Rush song? Oh, it definitely Green is. Bean, I, I just like wasn't Green sure if there was more than just that. Maybe it's Rush to go get this trade done. <laughs> That's what he's he's getting at. Uh, I don't know. Green Bean, any any thoughts on the uh, the song I'm choice here? I'm going through the lyrics right now. I'm trying to find it, the hidden meaning, Ron. Um, I have it pulled up. My only thing I could think of was like, uh, it, though his mind is not for rent, back. don't put him down as arrogant. It's like, oh, maybe that's Rogers being arrogant or not arrogant. I don't know. I couldn't figure it maybe. out. There it is. Yeah. Um, let's draft Tom Sawyer, baby. Let's do it. Maybe that's what it is. He's calling Aaron Rodgers Tom Sawyer. I mean, that's a, it's a yeah. I, I'm in, Ron. Let's do it. I'm in. Chris Bradigan. Celebrating 24 months of membership. Chris, you the man. Uh, he says, I can't wait to win 14 games this year. Yeah, what do you guys think the win total is going to be? Like, last year, if the Jets had scored at least 21 points in their games, they would have won, I think it was 12 or 13 games. I think it was an additional five more games. And that doesn't factor in, like, the ripple effect of what would have happened, I guess, you know, if we had scored actual more points. But I, I would say the Jets' floor this year with Rodgers, is, it's got to be 11 wins is the floor. I think 13 would be my prediction, but 11 should be the floor. Matt, your thoughts? Yeah, 11 for the floor. I think 11 or 12 is where I'm going to end up. Um, mm -hmm. 14 would be phenomenal. I just can't picture myself with a straight face predicting the Jets to go 14-3. and mm. Green Bean, what about you? 17-0? Twenty, you know, beat the Patriots. 
<laughs> right, right. Can we beat the Patriots? Um, I think we're, uh, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers comes here and we're able to keep this, you know, we remain relatively healthy. I think that we're a 12 win team, 12 win plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Brian Bogan drops in, says sign OBJ just to keep him off New England and Buffalo. I'm like so, I don't want to say anti-Odell because that's not necessarily where I'm at. I'm anti-guaranteed money for Odell. Like if Odell wants to come in on a $4 million contract, that could be worth up to $12 million if he plays every game. Like if the incentive is just that he's healthy and ready to play, that's fine by me. I just don't want to give him guaranteed money and have him play no games for us or he pulls a hamstring and he's sitting out for three, four weeks. Like that doesn't do us any good. But yeah, I could get behind an, uh, a wide receiver core of like, you know, Wilson, Elijah Moore, Lazard, and Odell as your fourth. Like, come on, who has corners to cover that that wide receiver quad right there? That's nuts to me, Matt. Where do you fall on the OBJ stuff? Kind of depends on the cost, but I, I don't think he's gonna sign for something that I would feel comfortable paying him. Mm, that's um, a good plus, way to put that. There's also a lot of that that creates a lot of mouths to feed, and mm-hmm. I don't see how Odell, Elijah, and Garrett are all you know gung ho. This is great. Without at some point being like, I need the ball, and it's like, oh well, shit. Here we go. Yeah, it's like you know Elijah Moore already made noise on a winning streak. Like, why? What makes you think he's going to be any sort of tamer with an additional mouth to feed? Greenbean, where do you fall on this Odell stuff? Like you said, I mean, like when you just look about it, you know, look at it through a football perspective, it's like having OBJ as your third or fourth, like, I mean, come on, you're talking lethal, right? Mm-hmm. Same time, it's not that easy. I mean, it's it's just not that simple. Number one, like Matt said, there's a cost. Now he's mm-hmm. saying, I didn't ask for 20 million, but he also said, I ain't taking four. So this, yeah. you know, it's somewhere between four and 20, right? So that's already kind of like, we don't have much money, but I think the the larger issue is we have Elijah Moore who has teetered on punk, teetered, right? He's there. He can be that way um, very easily. Garrett Wilson, I don't have too much worry about, but he's young. He's young. Mm. OBJ is like a legend to these to these young mm. wide receivers, man. He can come in here and be that one drop of red dye in your cup of crystal clear water. What happens? Mm. Boom, it's red. And OBJ can do that to this young core. And I just, I don't want to deal with it, man. Like Lazard's coming over. He's known as what? Hard worker, team guy, shows up early, stays late. That's who looks mm. great. Bring him in. Joe Douglas has spent three years getting rid of OBJs. You know what I mean? Anybody mm-hmm. with a that that had the same stink on them, they're gone. He built a very strong young clubhouse. I wouldn't go for it, man. Like if he comes, I'm gonna I'm gonna root. I'm gonna be excited at the football potential. But the whole time in the back of my brain, I'm gonna be waiting for it. And if anything happens, if there's the like, think about OBJ on this team during our slide last year. What's mm-hmm. happening? He's being an asshole, and yep. uh, I don't I don't think we uh, I don't think we need it, quite frankly. Yeah, for me, I would need to have the security of, hey, I'm going to be able to cut Odell at any point if he steps out of line. Like that, it's it's the guaranteed money that's an issue with me. It's the injuries that's an issue with me. It's the attitude that's an issue with me. If you can hedge those bets for me and I'm able to like, okay, the, he doesn't get the guaranteed money if he's injured. Okay, that, that checks that off the list. Oh, I can cut his ass if he starts, you know, acting up and causing trouble. I'm okay with that. You don't cut Elijah Moore because you got him on the cheap for two and a half more years is at the time, you know, uh, of that sort of thing. So I, uh, 
yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't need to go Odell, but I'd be fine if they did. I just don't want to pay him the guaranteed money. Pedro drops in. He says, "Vote for Pedro." Pedro, we're gonna vote. Yeah. For He's, uh, he Good says, patience is a virtue in this Rogers saga. The more we wait, the better it gets for us. These cheese heads are rotten and sour. Go Jets. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'd call them rotten and sour. I'd call them like stinky cheese, maybe. It's moldy cheese. But I would say, uh, you know, as the saga goes on, I actually think the Jets lose a little bit of leverage. I mean, the nice thing is you get the benefit of using your draft picks. So that's what helps us out. But you're going to pay more on the back end the closer you get to training camp because the Jets are going to want to have Rodgers in here. They're not going to risk the the uh, potential of a Super Bowl run on being stingy with a fucking you know, extra third or whatever they're trying to get from us. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on waiting and patience being a virtue here? I, I, yeah, I, I see where he's, where he's coming from. I don't think they're going to have to wait that much law again like i said earlier on the show i don't want to keep having the same answer but i think it's best for both sides to get this over with so i don't think it's going to be like we're in june still talking about it, or even like right before the draft I, I think we have a solution before we get to april that's fascinating to me because i'm like so the opposite way like i can't see a, a situation well i shouldn't say i can't see it would be the packers bending the knee to trade him before the draft. Like the Jets have so much leverage prior to the draft right now that you can just sit back and like feel comfortable with whatever the trade's gonna be if Rodgers comes here. But like, I I really think the Packers will get a better offer if they wait till after the draft. Greenbean, where are you falling on, on, on the Rodgers saga? And if patience is a virtue, will we get a better deal if we wind up waiting? I mean, right. That's that's the thing. It's, you know, like uh, what we're saying, we're using the word cave, right? Who's going to mm-hmm. cave? So that mm-hmm. would insinuate that the person who can wait the longest, it's the game of chicken. You know, somebody's going to mm-hmm. pull away or you're both going to die. I mean, that's mm-hmm. somebody has yeah. to pull away and you lose the game of chicken. Uh, let me say this, though. I'm, you know, as I shared, I'm like kind of bugging out on Brett Favre tonight. Uh, I got stuck in some wormholes. <laughs> Do you Go realize that? Dude, that the the Green Bay Packers. So our our boy, uh, what was his name? Of Gene, right? Uh, Gene. Yeah. Uh, dude, they have had seven MVPs in the last two decades. Seven. That's wild. <laughs> they're all quarterbacks, though, right? Like, I mean, is there anyone that's not a quarterback? Guys. Yeah. But, like yeah, they've had crazy. seven MVP years. Like we we don't see I don't think that we've ever had one. I don't think we've ever had a no, league MVP. I don't think we've ever had a league MVP. I don't think so. It's just crazy, crazy, man. It's just crazy. Dude, imagine we're we're gonna get the 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 odds on favorite probably, I would think, to win MVP would be Rodgers coming back with the coordinator that got him two MVPs, plus coming onto a loaded team. The Jets getting hard knocks. You get defensive rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, more than likely comeback player of the year with Brees Hall. Like, ah, yeah, yeah. Ah, right, I love right. it. Ugh. Get me all worked up. Matthew know, comes so in and says, I keep seeing Rodgers is 39 and washed, so he won't help us. We almost make the playoffs with Wilson. Healthy Hall, AVT, and now Lazard sweep the Pats and the Bills. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you on that. The people that are saying Rodgers is washed, I can't believe you're trading for a 39-year-old quarterback. Like, I'm not afraid of the Jets. You realize we had 39th-ranked quarterback play last year and could have won the East with, like, below yeah. average? Below average wins you the other Buffalo game, probably both Patriot games, and probably the Jaguar game. Like, not even counting Minnesota, where Braxton Berrios winds up dropping the the game-winning touchdown pass. Like, the Jets don't need 
top five level quarterback play to be a really strong team. They need average. Like we're, we're, we're talking that five inches, boys and girls. That's what we're trying to get to. You get the five inches, you're going to be just fine. It's how you use those five inches. Yes, I am talking about that. Matt, how you feeling? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not insinuating. Matt, Matt, Matt's a, I'm going to stop that right there. <laughs> oh, God, that's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't understand. Like, yeah, he doesn't have to be a top three quarterback anymore. But if he's even what he was last year, which is still a top half of the league quarterback, then you're going to be in a good spot. Plus, you have the weapons, which is something that Green Bay didn't really have last year. Plus, he's not playing with a broken thumb, so you have mm. some higher upside. I, I think it could be all okay. Green Bean, how are you using your five inches? Incorrectly. <laughs> Incorrectly. <laughs> um, <laughs> the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> uh. I will. Uh, I will second though uh, what you guys are saying. I mean. Dude, we had the worst quarterback play in the NFL last year. And we were in it till the second last week of the season. And, uh, you know, and we could have easily taken, you know, taken the taken the AFCs. We almost beat Buffalo. If Michael Carter didn't fumble that, and if yeah. CJ Moody mm. didn't, like, have that freak out. Like, we were in that game. Dude, we were, we didn't start losing games till, till the very end. Like, we're just like, okay, we're mm. out of this. But, like, we were... We were serious, man. And if we just had average, like you said, even below average, we win the AFC East. So, uh, yeah, man, I think it's it's that close for this team, which is why they're they're acting the way that they are. I mean, people are saying, "What happened? Why is Joe Douglas like you know switching gears and freaking out?" Because he knows everything else that they did is working. It's and you never know how long it's going to last. So we need to make a big move right now and capitalize on this, and then we'll deal with whatever comes after this next year or the year after. But I, it's like it's you know you you see it. It's like this team is ready to burst. We have so much young talent on it, and it's good that they're trying to get it done. And and dude, like I said, average play changes us. MVP level play, we're taking the. Uh, we're taking the Miami Dolphins toast tradition for the only undefeated team away from them. That's what, that's the ceiling. That's how great it is. Dude. Well, that's, what's crazy is like the jets beat Buffalo who at the time was the one seed. The jets got 150 yards from Zach Wilson. And we had no AVT, no Corey Davis, no Brees Hall. You're missing three of your top four offensive players versing the best team in the division, possibly one of the best teams in the conference, and you get 150 yards and a touchdown out of your quarterback. If Aaron Rodgers can do that, uh, I'm going to be just fine. Just fine. Yeah, right. Scar City drops in. What's up, Scar City? He says, Brian Gutkunst uh, went to the combine and heard horror stories of Joe Douglas from his friends at the Seahawks and Panthers. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure he's shaking in his boots. He's looking at all the trades that Joe Douglas yeah, has made. Yeah. I don't think we have lost a trade yet. I don't know if there's, I mean, the only one that I would consider maybe you could argue is the trade up for Elijah Vera Tucker, but we got an all pro. So like, I'm cool with it. Like, you know, you gave up the two thirds to go up and get a guard. That's like the knock. I think that people might say on his resume, green bean, where are you, how are you feeling about Joe Douglas and his trade history? You think, uh, the Packers GM is, is maybe shaking in his boots a little bit. I, I absolutely think that I think, you know, look, there's, um, 
and and just on the ABT trade, as much as I didn't like it initially, I've done too much work in my third round uh, observations and predictions to not have any fucking third round. I was pissed. I wanted my third, <laughs> but he did. He did get a fourth round pick as well. So it mm. was he. You know, he used the two thirds. So really, what he did was he gave up a third and he dropped back from his second third to a fourth, mm. which is better, by the way, mm. significantly better. But uh, mm. here's the thing, Steve Jobs. You remember Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs is the guy who created Apple. Right. Oh, yeah. And in his in his biography, they 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 said that he had they used to call uh, they used to say that he had a, a reality distortion field around him that wherever he was, if he was talking to someone, they bought into anything he was saying as ridiculous as it might be, as difficult as it was. And they became believers and they would agree to it. Then he would mm -hmm. leave. And they'd go, I, this is fucking impossible. There's no way I can do. So they had a thing. The other Apple employees had a thing. They had a, like a, um, like a, like a safe word, so to speak. When, mm -hmm. so like if Ryan's talking to Steve jobs and I saw it, I would say like pickles and ice cream. And Ryan would go, oh, shit, I'm in the reality distortion field. I got to Like, I got to know <laughs> because they knew anybody that was with him, he could get mm -hmm. you to do literally anything. And believe it, right? Joe Douglas is kind of the same way, in my opinion. He can get people to go, yeah, sure, two firsts and a third and a player, yeah. For a safety, I'm in. You know, like he can get you to do that. So I think what um, uh, Scarcities is saying here is, I mean, you know, humorously, I think to some degree at play, teams know now. Like we said, this teams are going to start, you know, uh, being afraid or being unwilling to take Joe Douglas's calls. And I think that uh, to some degree, that's accurate. They know this guy, he's, dude, he's never lost a trade. Now, he's made some trades that were just kind of advantageous uh, just for the players. Like, he, look, he sent Avery Williamson up to the 9-0 Steelers to kind of give, uh, you know, an aging good player to, uh, you know, he, he, what, he got like a, he moved from a sixth to a fifth. He gave Steve McClendon to the to the bucks for a seventh. Like he was just, he did some of that stuff just to kind of give guys an opportunity and things like that. But as far as like his real trades, he hasn't lost one yet. Now, not to say he never will, right? You know, nobody's batting a thousand in life, but up mm. to this point, like if he caves, it's going to be the first time. And this guy ooh, knows it. Ooh, Matt, you think uh, the Packers GM shaking a little bit in his boots after seeing how Joey D handles trades. You should. I mean, anytime something happens and you get the Joe Douglas video to the stone cold music in the background, like, mm -hmm. I don't know, the hairs on my arm stand up a little bit. Um, I, I think he <laughs> yeah. should be be shaking a little bit. Um, look, Joe Douglas has been really good uh, with trades. He's had a really nice draft class. He's could you have some improvement in some other areas, but trading is his bread and butter. Um I don't think I, I agree. I don't think there's been a trade that they've really lost yet. Um, so yeah, you should be a little bit nervous. So I saw. Well, first off, I'm the whole time Green Bean and you guys are talking. I'm thinking these are not the droids you're looking for. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Joe Douglas waving his hand, right. saying, "This is not the pick you're gonna get." Uh, but I saw uh, Mar Gallet uh, hopping in there saying 
they didn't like the uh, the Leonard Williams trade. So that was more an issue with how our former GM drafted more so than Douglas making the trade. Because we took Quinn and Williams, we were not going to right. invest into Leonard Williams. He was going to hold us hostage. We were going to have to pay him a ton of money. So it made sense to move off of him. I would say maybe that was the worst value return based on the player that he is. I think that's fair. I think... Uh, not really, though, I think, Ryan. Not, dude, at the time, Leonard Williams wound up getting a $20 million contract. You can't tell me but, that getting a third for him and a fifth for him was like but the thing, peachy. But No, but that's after the fact. The thing is, yeah. at the time, the predictions for Leonard Williams, because there were the rumors that he could be one of the mm. guys that are on the trade. The rumors were a fourth. One. Oh, yes, yes. I see what pick. you're saying. Yes. You know what I mean? So and 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 again, he got a third and a fourth, which again, the Giants and, and Leonard Williams played ball with each other and they kind of didn't sign him and he didn't sign with another team till after the date. And then they ended mm -hmm. up getting a fifth. So he got two picks for a player that up to that point was good, but disappointing. Now, again, he mm -hmm. had that one year after it. He got a twenty one million dollar contract. But since that contract, he's fallen right back into his average mediocrity. He's a good football player. You never take anything from him. But again, it's mm -hmm. not it, at the time it was a very good trade. It was it was considered mm -hmm. high value. Where people are like, "Wow, he got two picks for Le mm -hmm. for Leo?" Do you, Do you remember how many sacks he had that year when he was traded from the Jets? It was, it was three or four. It, it wasn't a lot. Oh yeah, oh, the next zero. year he ended up getting <laughs> He had a he, zero. Yeah, he had a zero. He had a nice number after that. It just sucks because, like, I, I think a lot of us liked Leonard Williams. It was just yeah. like we wasted sure. him. It was like he never, yeah. you know, really got to a ceiling because we didn't have edge rushers. It was kind of the Quinnen story before last yep. year. Well, that and that's like uh, I don't know if it was you or Matt. I forget already that that mm -hmm. said it. It was more about like the we you know our GMs. They just you mm -hmm. know, you know, like McCagnan in, in particular. He he already clogged the joint with Quinn and Williams. You had a younger and arguably mm. better player, and it's like, well, we don't need this. It's it's redundant. You know what I mean? He's breaking down the team, and uh, so anyway, it was and like it's the just second like time he did it. did it too. McCagnan did it. For, wasn't he the one that draft or no? Was it Idzik that drafted? But he used he the top oh yeah six. he drafted Leo when we had Richardson. That's what it was. Yeah, it, so it we, was like, right. It was this right, whole defensive exactly. tackle kind and of Wilkerson. thing. Right. Well, yeah, we, we had, had Wilkerson, Wilkerson at the time in, still. Not only them two. We had Wilkerson, Snacks Harrison, um, uh, Sheldon Richardson, Quinton Copels, and he drafted uh, Leo. And then he drafted mm. fucking Quinton. So it's just like a, it's a crazy thing that we were doing. That's why a lot of Jets fans, even now that we do kind of need Quentin Copels was in there is what Carlos Copel. says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if that was a McCagnan pick, though. No, no. He I was a Rex that, pick. That was earlier. Yeah. Yeah, he was a Rex pick. Well, so was Wilkerson. I mean, they were Rex picks, but they were here. But you know, did, who signed Wilkerson? Was that McCagnan? McCagnan. Yes. McCagnan gave I him think the it, So, yeah. So, he signed Wilkerson. He had Richardson. He had – yeah. He just, we had just, just D-tackles on D-tackles at that point. It's crazy. Yeah. Nuts. Matt, how do you feel about uh, the Leonard Williams trade specifically? I remember I went – I was – I remember I was. I was in the radio station where I worked, and there was a giant fan there – and I jumped up and I screamed and I said, thank you for doing business with Joe Douglas and for taking on Leonard Williams because he, he had zero sacks in eight games with the Jets. And you just drafted uh, your guy in third mm -hmm. overall. Obviously, you were going to move forward with him. I was fine with it. Yeah. Ooh. And Leo was a good player, right? Like, even though yeah. right, he was disappointing. But the, the, the best thing about him is that he was always healthy. 
Like he yep. played every game and he was a good player. Like he was known as like good locker room. He worked hard. He, he was a good yeah, football. You could, you, you could be proud of Leonard Williams. Yep. That yeah, I like kid. Leonard from that, that perspective. hundred percent. Yeah. Right, totally. So, I mean, like, again, like, looking at it through the following year, nobody expected Leonard Williams to get, what was it? I think it was 11 or 13 sacks or something like that. And then he got yeah. that contract. That was, like, a surprising. And good for them. Good for him, right? But at the time when the trade was made, it was considered uh, surprisingly high value for the player, especially where he was when we traded him. I talked to Giants fans, too. I had two in particular that I talked to. They 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 both thought that they overpaid. Both. Hmm. Donald drops in. He says, we will be monstrous with all these weapons. Matt, how are you feeling about the Jets' weapons this year? I think they have a lot of really nice weapons. Um, I, I love the wider starting wide receiver trio um, of, you know, adding Lazard, I think, complements well with what Wilson and Elijah Moore are in that receiver room. I like the tight ends. I would love to see more Jeremy Ruckert. Brees Hall, we know, can be utilized as uh, as a pass catcher. Same thing with Michael Carter. Uh, and I think Michael Carter bounces back as a runner next year, too. So I'm really excited. I think they're going to have a really nice, you know, weaponry. Yeah, I, I think the firepower on this offense is is something special. And just the fact that you're getting Brees Hall back is is oh so special. Citybert hops in and says, so we got to believe Wingo, right? It feels like there is uh, there was a deal and Green Bay backed out. I think there was probably enough there for the for them to allow the Jets to go talk to Rodgers. And then what happened was they started thinking about it and they're like, oh, wait a second. We're going to get had by Joe Douglas. Like, we got to make sure we get more for Aaron Rodgers. And now we're like a little panicked. I don't know if they just like, would they have allowed us to talk to Aaron Rodgers without any sort of financial compensation in there? Because if that's the case, that is a huge red flag that says we just want to get rid of him it doesn't matter like just go talk to him and get this contract off our books green bean how are you feeling about uh you know the wingo stuff and do you think green bay may have backed out of a deal well that's the thing right like i think city bird's nailing it there was all sorts of speculation from this way from that way we heard about lists of demands and meetings and this and that. Mm -hmm. none of it was accurate except for one dude trey wingo he's the guy who said it what he said ended up being real and then he said some more stuff and he said just trust me this is where it is i think that he's uh up to this point he's proven it like if you're gonna mm -hmm. choose someone to buy into I think Trey Wingo's a good bet where Aaron Rodgers is concerned. We've already seen uh, dramatically that Schefter doesn't have a line in. Uh, Rappaport doesn't have a line in. Not with this guy. Around the NFL, absolutely. Not with Aaron Rodgers. For whatever, however he did it, I don't know. Trey Wingo's the guy to buy into if you're going to buy into anybody. So do you, but do you think there was a trade in place? Oh. And now that it is, is it like weird that um something hasn't gone through because we heard from wingo saying yes. hey it's going to get done next week and stuff like do you think green bay backed out of of a deal that may have already been in place or they're asking for more now because of you know whatever yeah i think that is what happened i mean look they gave the jets permission to talk to him why would they and fly out in the why would they do mm -hmm. that if there wasn't at least a handshake deal in place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something, mm -hmm. the overall architecture of the deal was more than likely in place. Ah, a few details, a little few dots, a little crossing the T's action. But I think, yeah, that when it happened and they realized that Aaron Rodgers did want to go, they just said, you know what? On second thought, we want more. So they're kind of being douches. I, I buy that. 
Matt, how do you feel about the uh, the negotiations? you think Green Bay may have backed out of a deal that was already agreed upon, and that's why we're kind of waiting, or you think something still gets done this week? I owe my life to Trey Wingo. Something gets done this week. I, I am sticking to it, baby. Pedro <laughs> drops in. Pedro says, gentlemen, let's all meet up in Vegas for the Jets-Vegas game where Rodgers beats Jimmy G so bad he will have to use his lifetime brothel to recover. <laughs> Are the Jets um, out there great. this year? Yeah, Jets are in Vegas. That's why when we were talking about Derek Carr, I was saying how the Jets are going to have 11 home games because you got the nine home games we already have. You have the 10th home game with the Giants, and then you have Carr going back to Vegas to play. That would be 11. Heck, you could even have 12 because the Super Bowl's in Vegas. I was going to say, I think we wait to the if. <sighs> The Super Bowl in you might never see me again, if, dude. If, if I end up, if in we Super make Bowl, it to the Super Bowl, I would almost be more apt to like fly out for Super Bowl week, spend the week out there, and then like come home for the actual Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't. Think I don't I know if I could get paid to get in. I, the Super Bowl is such an on TV experience. Yeah. What do you think, Green Bean? We going out to Vegas if the Jets make the Super Bowl? We'll go for the week and then like bail on the Super Bowl itself. You guys want to hear? Uh, I'll tell you a short story. Um, <clears throat> I had a, a different life. I've shared with you guys. I lived in a van mm -hmm. and I did, made comedy mm -hmm. for Comedy Central and I did porn and everything. Where mm -hmm. that life came to a complete halt and exploded mm -hmm. was in Las Vegas. Right? Oh, we're like not going. I was, I was nope. Yeah, dude. Like it's. I'm going to tell you. Like if I never go to Las Vegas again, I'm going to have mm -hmm. gone there too soon. So mm, fair, no. fair. I respect that. I respect yep. that. I respect that. That's just me. <laughs> Anthony drops in. Oh, and guys, we're getting down to the last nine minutes of the stream, so make sure you hit that like button. For every 25 likes we get on this video, we are going to pick a t-shirt qualifier and give away a t-shirt in the next 10 minutes here. And if you want to become a member of the channel, hit the blue join button because then you're going to get access to the 10 o'clock mock happening at 1030 where we go over a mock draft with Aaron Rodgers in the fold. But it's only for members. If you want to join that, you can certainly do that. Anthony hops in with a super chat, says, how would we feel if Michael Clemens put on a little weight, kept his monstrous strength, and we moved him to D-line next to Quinnen, maybe even John Franklin Myers back uh, inside, and we rotate Quinnen and Johnson back and forth, go Jets. I'm cool with having the best four defensive linemen on the field at the same time, the same way I am with the top five offensive linemen on the field at the same time, almost like with Elijah Vera Tucker. Like, I don't care what position you play. If you're better than the next guy, let's put you at that position and let's let's roll. But I think on the defensive line, there's certain traits that guys are really good at. And I don't know enough about Michael Clemens as far as his run-stopping ability. Like, can he eat up space? Like, that's kind of the defensive tackle that we're looking for. And it doesn't seem like the Jets necessarily want to move JFM in there full-time. I think the rotation is fine, but I would like to get a, a lower-cost big old hog molly that can go in there on first down and like short yard situations and just eat up space. Matt, how you feeling about maybe moving uh, Michael Clemens inside? Yeah, uh, I know he can do it, but I think he'd be a little bit smaller. And look, I, I like the idea of JFM inside the Jets. Really, they've shown how much they like him on the edge the last couple of years, which that's fine. I respect that. I mean, JFM's a really, really solid player. If they don't want to mess with it, don't mess with it. Uh, they definitely do need a, another 
interior guy though um they just gotta it's gotta be the right kind it can't be that like three four nose tackle tight like a, mm-hmm. a snacks harrison doesn't make sense because he's too big mm-hmm. um same thing with um oh my god who's the hell who'd they just have a couple years ago that they let walk to jacksonville oh uh mcclendon well mcclendon no, went to tampa didn't him, he? but that that's that's also a good one i was thinking of uh oh my god what the hell's his name come on Someone in the chat's going to give it to me. Marshall? No, Foley, Marshall Foley went to... Fatukasi. Oh, Foley Fatukasi. Yes, <laughs> That's oh, right. Oh, my God. I wish I was listening. Damn, I can't believe that. I couldn't think of that. Foley. The other, the, the other good McCagden pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. When you can count on two hand, uh, <laughs> on uh, two fingers. Greenbean, how do you feel about uh, Clemens possibly sliding inside? Or maybe John Franklin mm-hmm. Myers sliding inside? Well, we talked a lot about the JFM slide inside last year, and he, mm-hmm. he did that time. I think JFM would be better inside, but clearly this staff doesn't agree. They have slightly more pull than I do, unfortunately, or else you'd see that more. But I, the Clemens thing is interesting. He played inside. I saw something. I, it was a low percentage, mm-hmm. but he did it more than, a, more than once, right? And I think he mm-hmm. was relatively effective. Uh, that could mm-hmm. be interesting. I do think that he would be mitigated somewhat. I mean, I think his best position is going to be on the outside where you can just kind of get that run that that and just steamroll you know kind of mm. getting that step to you know be you know beat before he engages the tackle but he's got the strength he's got the attitude uh to do it and i think in a pinch yeah i like that he has that versatility but i i wouldn't want to see us resort to that because i don't think that's his best position yeah i also think it's interesting if like if that's part of the Jets plans, like why Lawson's not getting cut is because they're planning on moving one of those exterior or outside, you know, guys inside, and then they're going to need Lawson a little bit more. The Lawson thing fascinates me because I think if you can restructure him and bring him back for the two years, you want to go for a Super Bowl with Rodgers, that's really appealing to me, but I just don't know how you do it. Cause I want to see more playing time out of, you know, Jermaine Johnson and Michael Clemens and, and Bryce Huff. I'd love to see Bryce Huff on the field more frequently than he currently is. It is there is a little bit of me that's kind of scared that they're they're almost trying to bait someone into pulling the trigger on a second round pick for Bryce Huff. Um, I, yeah, do you get no, that I don't, feeling? I don't know though. I don't. I don't know. I fear that, but I don't know if I agree, Ryan. I'd I'd be okay. Mm. I, I think they like him. I think they'll okay. match. Well, no, I think they like him too. But if you're if you're putting the second round tender on him instead of the first round tender, I think it's only a million and a half dollar difference. So, like, you're saying for a million and a half dollars, like, we'd rather have the second round pick than Bryce Huff. No, it's more than that. It's two million. So, I think that where okay. our cap is, I mm-hmm. think where our cap is, it's just smart. Like, I don't think, I think, like, if they have to pay more, they will. It's a strategic will. one as opposed to, like, a, like a hey, we, we're comfortable losing you for this. That's what I think. I mean, I actually said first round tender in my, uh, you know, my season prediction, you know, like. Uh, my, yeah, same. You know, the early one that we do. Um, I, I said first-round tender, but as I thought about it, I think it makes more sense because he's a situational guy. I mean, you know, we've looked at him uh, quite extensively. He's too small, too limited to be a full-time guy, three downs. Like, if he's on the field for three downs, I had a long talk with Dom C in one stream about it. Mm. He, like, they're going to exploit that. Like, he's got that burst to the outside. They're going to be running between the tackle and the guard all day on on Huff if he's in there first down. And um, mm-hmm. so anyway, he's limited. So teams probably won't. But I think if they see, if somebody says, hey, we'll give you that $6 million, I think the Jets will match it. They mm-hmm. don't want to lose him. <clears throat> Very cool. Very cool. 
Uh, let's see, where did I see this in here? Bird says, your Aaron Rodgers stat predictions and the room. And the, I'm not sure what the room means, but uh, stat predictions for Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to say he's going to break our yardage record. So over 4,000 yards. It's like a touch over 4,015 or something like that. I think he's going to break our touchdown record, which is 30 or 31 touchdowns by Fitzmagic. Uh, and I think he has single digit interceptions or I'll say not more than 10. It'll be 10 or below for interceptions. Matt, where do you think Aaron Rodgers stats shake out? Ooh, um, I'll go 4,200 yards, 32 touchdowns, 10 picks, something like that. Ooh, I like it. Very similar, very similar. Greenbean, where do you think uh, Aaron Rodgers' stats shake out? Oh, I think that if he comes here and he plays for us all 17 games, I think we're going to see a 5,000-yard quarterback with 35-plus touchdowns That's what, and uh, less than 10 picks. That's what I think. Oh, God, Garrett that's Wilson so exciting. Did. Anthony drops in with the $1 super chat. I see Jet Strong dropping in. With a $2 super chat. Thank you so much, guys. Ron Weiss hops in with a super chat. Says, if we meet in Vegas, we need to have FM stay at the main delay bay, LOL. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that is that is lost on me. I apologize. Uh, Greenbean, in your uh, wisdom, do you have any idea what Mandalay Bay is? As a matter of fact, I do. My friend, check this out. Another short story. As you guys know, I was a very bad heroin addict, but first I was on mm. Percocets and I didn't know how addictive Percocets were. So when mm. I went out to Los Angeles to shoot our first pilot for Comedy Central, it happened to be my birthday. A very, very good friend of mine was the consigliere at the, uh, or concierge, concierge, at the Mandalay Bay Hotel. It's the hotel that's based on Australia. So we drove to Las Vegas, through L, you know, through on Route 15 uh, from LA to Vegas, and that was the first night I ran out of Percocets like the day before, and I started getting sick at dinner, and that was the first place. So I kicked opiates for the first time in the fucking Mandalay Bay, dude. That's where I first did it. The first time I ever went through opiate withdrawal was in the Mandalay Bay. There you go. That's what it what? is. That's, I, I mean, I guess it's a good and a bad thing, right? Like the withdrawals are, it are it awful, is. but it's a good thing that you got out of it. So well, now you know I'm what it is. That's all. <laughs> yeah. See, I see there's uh, some, I guess that's where the, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Boys and girls, we've reached the end of our stream. And we got to pick some t-shirt or not some, pick a t-shirt winner. So. Uh, should we do the, should we do the Google thing and just pick, pick a name or we want to do odds or evens? What do you think, Greenbean? What's that? You know how we've done the, uh, the Google random number generator? Uh, it's more fun to do odds and evens. All right. Let's do, let's, let's do some odds or evens here. More. Let me get two more. Hold on. You, you do that. You got that. You got that. Yeah. Okay, we got Timo Fries. You're in the mix. All right. And I see Eric more. in there, but I haven't I haven't seen the the little icon pop up. Give me just a second. Come on, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Eric wants to be a part of the ten o'clock mock. Let's go. Ten thirty, boys and girls. Member only stream coming out. 
very, very excited. Green Bean, you get your extra uh, qualifiers over there? Yep, I got it. I good. love it. All right. Let's uh, let's see how many people we got. Ugh. How many we got over there, Green Bean? Well, uh, I guess one, it would just be two, divided by four. So it's 10. We got 11 or 12. We got 12. Cool. All right. Three. I got 18. Two. Ooh. Okay, cool. I'm down with that. Yeah, you know what we should do? We should do like anyone that donates a super chat plus whatever's qualified. I feel like that's like probably a good way Want to do qualifiers. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we have what, 446? So yeah, I got 18 people. That's what I got. Cool. Uh, well, we'll, we'll do that moving forward <laughs> since we're at the end of the show yeah, right yeah. now. Learning on the phone. Um, yeah, sorry. That was <laughs> audible, audible. All right. Three, two, one. We got an eight. That's an even. Eight. All right. Kelvin Joseph, you're out. Greg Gagney, even though Nightbot picked you three times, you're out. New York Jets superfan is out. Scott Bombcheck is out. Warm up is out. Rob V is gone. Time Day is gone. Timo Fries is gone. And the fan favorite, favorite FM is out. Oh, no. <laughs> Three, two, one. What is that? That's 10. Yeah, we got 10. That's an even. A Fungus Among Us is gone. Johnny Bravo is gone. The main catch is gone. And Harlan Abraham is gone. All right, we're down to one, two, three, four. Two, four, three, two, one. Oh, we got five. It's an odd. Haley Dukes, the first one, is out. Tony Alexio is out. That's it. We're down to two. D Santana and Rico the Pup. Ooh, okay, okay. Ah, uh, Callie, I see dropping in the chat. How do I become a member? There's a little blue join button, uh, either on my channel homepage or below one of my YouTube videos, either one. You can click on that, uh, and it'll give you all the instructions there. E-Boogie drops in with a super chat saying, uh, you know, it's just a little video game controller jumping up and down. I wish I could show that on the screen. It just says like, yeah. <laughs> the the text of it. So it says, video game controller jumps up and down excitedly. I was like, well, that's yeah. not yeah. as fun. Well, we can see it in the chat. I know. I wish it, at least it says it on StreamYard. It doesn't even say it. It just says nothing. It, it's got like a block, like a little square, yeah. like missing emoji or whatever. Yeah. Um, all right. So chat, give us a number. Plus whatever we throw up. Three, two, one. All right, so we got a five, five plus whatever number pops up after Rico the Pup. Five and five, it's ten. It's an, it's an even. It's an even. It's an even. Who we got? Rico the Pup is out. D Santana oh. is the winner. Yeah. I love it. D Santana, reach out to me on email. Hit me up at jetstalk247 at gmail.com. I'll get your information. I'll send you out a cool shirt. Uh, and thank you so much for playing with us tonight. Man, we've got a whole lot of innuendos that happened throughout this night, and playing with us um, is certainly <laughs> one of them here at the end. All right, boys and girls, we've reached the end of our stream. Any last words for our panel, Green Bean? I wasn't going to do it, but I'm going to do an After Hours Jets Fest. 30 <laughs> minutes only. We're only going to do 30 minutes tonight. I got to okay. go to bed. I know. Uh, but we'll do that at 1030 over at Green Bean Jets Fan on YouTube. If you want more Jets talk, we'll get a little bit more in. I love it. Matt, any last words for our panel? New episode of Just Jets comes out tomorrow. We're talking about where Aaron Rodgers would rank among the AFC quarterbacks. Ooh, 
ooh, ooh, boys and girls, like I said, in just 25 minutes time, we got the members only 10 o'clock mock dropping. So make sure you join the channel and hang out over there. The po video's already posted. We'll go over there and start hanging out in just a little bit. But boys and girls, this is Jets Talk signing off. We'll see you here next week, hopefully with Aaron Rodgers on the roster. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S. I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself. Under pressure, sacked by Quentin Williams. Right side, got it. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one to Mims. Be able to go out and, and lead these guys just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them and then you get that chance to, to lead them everything that happened that needed to happen for us it almost felt like kind of like a sign like get like a second chance almost Gets extra pushes, running left. maybe a little extra life breathing the lock. Touchdown, Jets.